If you don't like what we tell you to believe in, we'll kill you. Hello. You're printing. That's why. This is tedious on the right stuff. Biz. You know, I feel, I feel like approaching episode 800 that we should just do that thing that like TV shows do where they get sick of their own theme song and they just have like a quick sting that's like a cut from it and then they just go straight into the show. This is the good stuff. The right stuff. Kind of like, yeah, me- like, Metal- like Metalocalypse season three, which is like, and then like the show started. Actually, a lot of shows, they just change the theme song every season. Babylon 5 did that, right? Well, changing theme song would require me to write new theme songs, and like I wrote one theme I song. I don't know. I literally have always skipped the theme song to Babylon 5. But uh, the other thing is, this, I gotta enjoy something the theme song I noticed. Get me in the mood. When you watch it on TV, you had no choice, but you have a choice now. Right. Something I've noticed though is that a lot of shows don't have theme songs anymore. They just start, and they yeah, have they like start. kind of a they kind of have like a, a they have like credits rolling as the show is going. And yeah, they just like go a, like maybe a little like music stinger to let you know. Yeah, they do okay, like this is the stinger this, identifying. This, they do a, they do a drone or a blast ability to make music. Well, I think it's I also think humans the have lost the ability Michael. to pay attention for more than a few seconds. Their attention span has collapsed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It's funny. Whenever a guy, whenever like somebody comes out with a a pot, whenever like there's a new podcast or like a YouTube show or something like that, or it's not even just our somebody decides like the the Fash Wave song. Like every new podcast for a while was that. It was just yes, like, but, which Zuria song are oh, we going to play? Oh, the Zuria song, the, the Death to Tyrants or Death to Traitors or whatever it was? Well, just they would all just uh, grab whatever they took. And every, so every podcast for a while started like... Yeah, I might, I might have to cut back on the Strike and Mike uh, intro music. Although that, that song fucking rocks. I still like that song. But oh, I've ever, listened to it so many times. Have you ever heard it on 1.7 speed? Is it, just, it, must, is it even like better? It's just hilarious. Because it... Yeah. The speed up isn't even, so like the tempo's off, so like everything is the drums are like hitting out of time. It's like, it's funny, right? Because <laughs> like, you're not you're yeah. doing it one point seven. Yeah, so it's not like a it's, it's not like an, an actual, even. Yeah, it's not an actual tempo. And increase. it doesn't it doesn't care yeah. about it doesn't care about musical. It's just like making care about like time tempo meter yeah. measures. And yeah, all yeah. That. So it's just like this random like. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> It's like, it's like it becomes very disturbing <laughs> to listen to at some point. It's like, yeah, but um, makes you nervous. Whenever like, you get this thing on the internet, this is internet phenomena. People start a new thing, and they're like, "I would take like my favorite, my personal favorite song as the intro," and then it's like, "Guy," then it's like copyright uh, takedown. A, that song is not that great. B, it's like five minutes, and then like, I'll what play the whole do? song. Uh, people, I've heard that people. Like, do you remember like, how? Dude, no, God, do you remember how Opie stop. and Anthony used to start? No, they would play the entirety of the uh, the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. You, you don't know that one. The uh, like the ecstasy of gold. They would play the oh, entire. I love the ecstasy of gold. But they would play like every morning at like six a.m. The entire thing would play. 
and then go <laughs> only I could do that. And be like, and then Obi be like, because he's like too miserable to be alive. And that's how the show would start <laughs> every morning. Well, anything could be better than you could ring Doug's bell. I'd rather oh. like shoot myself in the face than ever listen to that yes. again. I don't know if anybody knows that. That's Jimmy Norton's thing. That's he took. Well, I was looking at the comments Chip on Chipperson. some of his shows on YouTube, and first of all, like we we probably get more listens than this guy does at this point. Most likely, it's very sad. He's got like maybe ten, fifteen thousand listens on some oh, of the shows. Really? But like the people in the comments are like, the Ring Doug's Bell song gets longer every time I yeah. try and listen to the show. Jim Norton makes it very difficult See, to be a Jim Norton when fan. When you tell Jim Norton that, now he thinks he's doing like an Andy Kaufman-esque like, comedy no, genius where no, he's bothering you. What you're you. really doing is like slow death of a pathetic career, and it's just terrible to watch. It's so bad. And when he does the character, I'm like... You can ring Like We talked about that a couple months ago. I like, looked at some of his content, and I was like... Ring Doug's bell. Doug's no, bell. No, no, no. Oh, my ring God, no. Doug's bell. You can ring Doug's bell. And it doesn't ring. stop. Like, why uh, are you doing It just keeps going. It just keeps going. It's that, like right there. I'm now I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't listen to this. That's that's and called then, that's called the Doug Bellcast episode 18. So I don't know how long that goes on for. It goes on for. Who's Doug? Is Doug another character? He does. It's like a character he does. I think. Yeah. And it's like he does his character. It's like always. Maybe it's the Chip Chipperson character too. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't Chip know. Chip Chipperson that talks this like guy's repertoire. Goes, all I know is like one of the worst repertoires in all of comedy. I know that much. It's a terrible repertoire. It's not funny, and it's it's just cringe. And at this point, people are only hanging on because like uh, I don't know. There are probably people that remember like the glory days of Opie and Anthony when they could actually say politically incorrect and racist things literally on the actual airwaves. You know what I mean? And then on Sirius XM and all that shit. Now you can't, you just can't anymore. What's up, Alex? So, What's up? We were talking about Vin Diesel before the show started. Oh, because we're, yeah. we're working on the F5 gang t-shirts? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Vin, Vin Diesel tries to present himself as being like, what is it, ethnically ambiguous or something like that. Like, well, hold like on. Mixed. Let's start back at the beginning. If we're going to do F9, like, this, is, this is the idea. This is going to be your <laughs> F5 gang. Terrible so I don't think we're gonna have Vin Diesel's face. Maybe we'll have my face. Nah, keep it. But my that face. That would be funny. Like waiting for, <laughs> like trying to trying to get into Cloudflare and turn the protection on. Like that's what I look like. like no. Just this like yeah, aging. It's like, it's like F5 gang, the slow and the furious. Yeah. Because <laughs> like the site is in a crawl because people are slamming F5. The slow and the zurious. The <laughs> and they're listening to Zurius in the background, like Death to Traitors, like as like they hit an F five to the rhythm. Like when's the psych gonna load, man? The slow it's like the slow so, and the curious or the slow the and the slow and the curious. But yeah, this guy has always been like what the hell is he? I thought he's well, Puerto Rican because I well, had F nine is like, rabbit hole. Check this out. I used to have nine a, is the number of races I used to get like as to create Vin Diesel. Because I used to have a I used to have a neighbor that was Puerto Rican and he looked exactly like him. Like that was the meme. Like he looked like Vin Diesel, and he really does. Like especially now that he's like old, he check, really looks check, like. Check him out whenever he was a kid. Oof. Yeah, that kind of just looks like a Puerto Rican kid. Oof. Yeah. Looks Blatino almost. The plot, maybe a little bit more Blatino, but maybe that's why he shaves it. Maybe that's why he's got a shaved head. It's because he's got black people here. Oh, there's the car. All right. Well, I'm gonna blow your mind here. All right. He has he has a brother. He okay. had a twin brother, a fraternal twin. That's what that's what the fraternal twin looks like. <laughs> that looks like a retard. Hold on. Uh, let's see what right. fraternal. What twin. in the name of genetics happened here? 
That guy that, doesn't shave. I kind of see it. That guy, yeah. He looks, he's still got like the the olive hue, but he's got lighter he eyes. He's got some kind of, he does got some kind of blue yeah. eyes going on there. Mm. Well, here's my thing. I will bet you this. After seeing that picture of Vin Diesel as a kid, the reason Vin Diesel's head is always shaved is because he got black people hair. And he would look. He would look stupid. So if he, are they like? Yeah. Mitch, or he would just. People just think he was black if he grew his. Hair I used up. to think he was black. He, I was blown away. Like a quadroon or something. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the movie Boiler Room? Yeah. Okay. In that movie, he's in that, and I think they keep making Italian jokes at him. And I'm like, why do they keep making Italian jokes at this half nigger, Vin Diesel? And <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so confused. <laughs> I guess I guess he's just playing an Italian. Oh, shit, that's what it is. That's he's what gonna it play is. Dan Bongino next. <laughs> he looks whiter than Dan Bongino. What, Alex? Yeah, yeah, but Dan Bongino. Mom's white. She had sex with somebody who's who's off white, and they, they that produced Italians. <laughs> They're just Italian now. That's fucked up. Vin Diesel's like darker than he is. He's, he could be. He could be kind of Italian, maybe he's a certain type. But yeah, does that? What does Yo, that? I learned to say what word. is. What's his actual name? Mark. That's what, Sinclair, I think. Seriously, it's Sinclair? Mark Sinclair. <laughs> oh my god, his name is Mark Sinclair, Vin Diesel. Yeah. That's Are not that's that's not a, that's not a fucking like there's nothing ethnic about that name. Yeah, Mark Sinclair. I think his Damn. brother is Paul Vincent Sinclair or something like that. Wow. Yeah, these are like pretty these are like nice white people names. <laughs> yeah. His partner is Paloma Jimenez. Oh my god. Well, so that makes yeah, more sense. It's like you're you're So more, check this out. At least he's not uh, race mixer. He dated what's her name, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, oh god, I don't even know who that is. You remember the one who always gets killed in the movies? She's gross. I, fuck. I remember, like, I remember she had a very short, bright career, and I was just glad when she, she the wasn't one in that, anything. Like, she had a short, bright career as always being killed. But like, I, I, I just killed. liked when like she went on from like being killed to just not being cast anymore. I was like, oh good, yeah, I don't I see no her things anymore. This person is she's just this. She's just this Puerto Rican. She's just this. She's a Mistinks actress that was I very. She was very. She was very but, like strong, independent uh, Mistinks women that she was always like badass, like warrior princess. But then she would die. But she, I think she might. She was in fat, the Fast and Furious stuff. She seems to be in all these movies because there's shots of her doing. It. Anyway, all right. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is really bad. I learned a new word. Mistakes. Recently, okay. Have you heard the word mustifino? Have you ever heard that word? Can't say that I, I have. Already don't like it. Is it some it's kind of Mustang modification? A word they used to use for octoroon. Oh wow! No, no wonder I don't. Mustafino. Like Mustafino. And Mustafino. apparently, uh, they were kind of sought after as for house slaves back in those in those days. Oh, people wanted mustifinos. Why? And they were and they were actually. Is it like made a palomino, like a made horse? For fucking. Made for fucking. For <laughs> fucking. Really, Mustafinos, a lot of them were made for fucking. Yeah. I mean, you know, the funny thing is we make fun of that, but he, he wasn't wrong. Like, that's actually true. Like, they did try to, um, there was an element of, of that going on. Of, like, getting them, trying to lighten up, lighten them up, and have oh, them and... still be, like, you know. Oh, and that's where the word mustafino. Now I don't know where how sad for came into came into use, but yeah, mustafino. How a, sad for Vin Diesel in 2001. He was nominated, but he did not win the favorite actor award from the uh, Blockbuster Entertainment Company. He's nominated. <sighs> Always a bridesmaid. Imagine not winning the Blockbuster Entertainment Award for favorite actor. You're not Blockbuster's favorite actor. I guess he can he can laugh all the way to the Is back that now because like Blockbuster who's, Video. Yeah, 
Because, like, well, Vin Diesel's still around and Blockbuster's not. So I guess he wins. So do they do still mean? have that? I mean, that'd be funny if they still had that. If they just had, still have the award show. Company doesn't exist right? anymore. Oh, it appears to be that the 2001 was the last one. It was the last one. Yeah. Big Imagine, finale. All I know is he likes Dungeons and Dragons. It doesn't play 40k. So. <laughs> so the rumors that he's gay might be true. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I mean, god. He's in Hollywood. He's either gay, Jewish, or combination, right? Scientology. Scientologist. That's the other one. Yeah, gay, Jewish, or Scientologist. Those are really your three options. He's not Jewish. Yeah, you can, oh yeah. Oh, just, or or you could just be nothing. Not, I guess. Just don't be in Hollywood. Yeah, you could just. Leave. <laughs> you just stop doing that. Stay away from Hollywood. So the blockbuster award. Uh, the, the blockbuster award. I like this. The, block, the blockbuster award is a trophy, but when Wikipedia. They don't have an image of this trophy, so they just clicks on trophy and it takes you to the generic Wikipedia page about trophies. Is it a dildo? I don't know, it's but it's probably like, like a video cassette. But here's like here's like this like just an empty box. But it's like <laughs> but it's like stock footage of trophies. Like none of yeah, these no, is the blockbuster. I mean, this is award. one thing I actually hate about Wikipedia is that they link <laughs> to the word trophy. I just like that they don't have the blockbuster award trophy. They don't have an image of it. Well, they don't have a picture of it. But what's funny <laughs> is that, like, they, they like, in case you want to learn more about trophies. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is a trophy? Well, it's a... Oh, let me read more about that. <laughs> like... I used to work at a trophy company. It was awesome. I would, I would ran the engraver. Like, the amount, the amount of, like, um, karate dojo guys, like, ordering themselves trophies for tournaments that never happened. Filled out a lot of those orders. Gotta put those in the front window of my of my karate studio. Like you can just order a trophy. Like, yeah, just I make a trophy. A trophy. Like, I'm gonna give myself an award for like. I gotta tell you, I I felt like I fucking the innocence I lost that day, my friend. I was like never looked at the oh, world you realize the same way. All these oh, I could just, just order my own trophies, them. and this could be like like resume padding. Here's my trophy. I wonder if Wikipedia has a fucking page about that fake karate trophies. Probably. Maybe there's probably <laughs> something on the internet about it that you can't find anymore because you can't get anything other than... I'm going to order myself... I'll so order myself an MMA trophy to impress Sam Hyde. Then we'll be friends again. You'll see my MMA trophy. Dude! Ah! Jeez, dude! You won that tournament? <laughs> ah! Jeez, dude! Alright, sorry. Let's get back to... Uh, yeah, aren't we supposed to be doing content? Oh, I know what we should do. We should have a strategy session. All right, what are we going to do to take back America for white people? Talk about it right now. What's the, what's the so strategy? We infiltrate the GOP and the Catholic Church all at the same time. Mm. Mm. You should definitely infiltrate two institutions at once that want nothing to do with you. Don't just don't just do one. Yeah, I'm like sort of confused though because I don't. What I don't understand is what is actually the recommendation here. What's that? Like, for, fast like and for people that have this point of view, like, oh, my uh, thing is like, if you don't want to do what we're doing, I can, I can tell you, it's incrementalist. But incrementalist. Well, incrementalist. You, you, get them, you get Tucker to talk about Great Replacement this week. You got him to talk about yeah. it five years too late. Yeah. Well, actually, it's more like thirty years too late. Like the Great Replacement <laughs> well, happened in the eighties. It's over I might now. have a slightly different take on this. My, th- I think it's good that he said that. Sure, I think, it is again, for different reasons. Sure, and my thing is like the one, as I said, and I've always said, and I said it last time. If you want him to do it again, you have to not join the Republican Party. Yeah, 
You're going to neg this guy. Yes. You Basically, he's doing it because he has to do it to get attention. You need to because treat it's a, it's him a, like the little college slut that he is. Yes. It's Heritage Foundation. Heritage Foundation Americans. Did you know he's? Did you know he refer, he referred to whites as heritage Americans in that in that segment? He still couldn't say white. The great replacement I mean, and, and, is about. And he, and he can a, cope with that now. Yeah. People can cope on that and be like, "Well, well he, he can't, can't say, say white." I'm like, "Of course well, he can't." He can't say white. He's the and, he's and the most popular TV. News, he's the he most popular TV host there is. He can say whatever he wants. He can say white people. He could say white people. He could say white people. It's like what? what Everyone the, knows what he means. Why is he allowed to do this? Well, this is that's thing. actually like, enraging. You can't say white. Yeah, well, that's white my people. thing. Well, here's my thing. I'm white. Okay. Clarence is white, but I can't say it. Mm. If he's not allowed to and say, I also white can't tell you why I can't say it on Fox News. Then we need to destroy Fox News, right? Like, if he's not allowed to say white on Fox News, then you need to be attacking Fox News. You shouldn't be no, coping you have with to. the fact that he is saying. You have to worm your way into the executive hierarchy of Fox News and convince the Jews that run it to not be Jews anymore. So you can say white on the air. I mean. I'm also of the opinion, and I've been of the opinion for a long time, that if Tucker is fired from Fox, like, because like, a lot of people were saying, well, if he goes too far in one of his broadcasts and he gets fired, I'm like, that's not how this works but let's 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 go with it for a second if he goes too far when his broadcasting gets fired he will have the money and the clout to do his own thing and i'm like no he he won't he won't do it like he won't do it if he doesn't have the bully pulpit of that fox news anchor top spot he will do nothing he will imagine. do like what Bill O'Reilly did and just fucking disappear. Maybe he'll write a book or something like that. He will go back to his like ranch in Maine or his his property in Maine and just do yeah. nothing. Um, he he pro- and and if he does do something, it won't get nearly the attention that he gets on Fox News. And the Fox people will put someone else in that top spot, that primetime spot, and they'll just be a cuck. And so, anyway, I got an idea. Tucker's clout is dependent on Fox News. The idea that now. Fox is also they seem to have a great relationship. Fox has given him like another show. They've, he's got yeah. Dark Carlson today, today as well. <laughs> so obviously he's their most popular anchor, and and maybe that gives him a certain amount of freedom. I mean, it, you would think it would, right? Um, but if he goes from Fox News, he's not he's not going to do any. Like, there's no more of this idea of Tucker will leave Fox and be a force unto himself. Uh, That's, it's just not going to happen. It's just not in the cards. Shit, I got it wrong. He said and, legacy Americans? I thought he said heritage Americans. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, he said legacy Americans. I still like heritage foundation Americans. That's a funny idea. But legacy, I'm sorry. Legacy foundation. I got wrong. Yeah, I mean, wrong. What, what about instead of incrementalism, what if we do something like this? What if we just build from the ground up, start from scratch? Instead of infiltrating, just build our what own you, thing. What are you going to do? I don't understand what is meant by incremental. Incrementally what? Like... What are you going to build? Incrementalism is how we're losing. What are you going to build? A plastic stall helm from the ground up? Good luck. It, I would buy incrementalism if I saw increments. <laughs> I'm not <sighs> seeing any increments. Like, I guess now you're getting rhetorical increments. Like, you're getting yes. GOP is having Doesn't to discuss to race anything. issues, which is a good development. Don't get me wrong. It's a good development. It is a good development. Because basically, in or- if they wanted to keep their audience. Like, if they want to keep their audience interested, Tucker Carlson and Charlie Kirk 
have to go out there and do white nationalist talking points from five years ago about ha- the Haitian immigrants right. at the and border, then, who basically people are talking on the internet. Like the level of Fed posting about this these, this Haitian thing is insane. Like there are people on Nine Gag, the people are literally saying like just napalm all these people. I mean, as a like as a government normies, as a government policy, the, the people in power, people in power, are doing that. No, not citizens, just you know. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying do that. I'm, I'm just always putting out there. We are not. We are not. We are not. We are not asking for that. We're not suggesting that. That's just like if that were a government policy to deal with the problem. That's what these people are. I mean, I would. I would. I, would, I might. I might think. You know, I would understand. But the point is that well, the other that thing is I'm where normies are. Right. So, so Fox News, right? Fox News. Yeah. Uh, you've got Tucker Carlson's Fox News Network, it's cable news network. Uh, exactly. Who is the audience that is being radicalized by this propaganda? Like, wh- what demographic is? Well, that? that's the thing. If it's the boomers, it's like I know you're fifty-five to yeah. sixty-five year olds, and they're not going to they're not going to do anything with the new information other than like this is the next thing that they kind of like grunt about when they're talking about something else but like it doesn't go it to end to anything well my, my i would have it i even have a slightly more different take than that like okay tucker is not trying to red pill anybody he's responding to them like they already yeah. think this right and and like when's the last time right. like get a 55 to 65 year old donald trump voter okay and talk to them personally they don't and yeah, they're gonna have a lot of stupid mass, stuff, but their brain does. But they're gonna be, they will be like all about like napalming the Haitians at the border. Yeah, sure. Right. So that's why Tucker and and if you say to them, like I have talked to a lot of these people in recent months, and I actually spent a lot of time with Boomers in August, and as you know, and I was I talked more about the one that annoyed me than the ones that didn't. Most of them didn't. Most of them were fine. Most of them agreed. Yeah, wipe their they're attacking white people. They just don't know what to do about it. They're confused and old, and they don't have any energy. And so they want the, – the frustrating thing is they want it to be socialism and Joe Biden that is doing it, and they're mm-hmm. attacking white people. Like they kind of always they, – they'll take what I say and be like, yeah, you're right about that, Mike. You know, you're really right. You're pretty smart. And also the socialism and the Joe Biden stuff. You know, so they would do that, which it's frustrating. But the point yeah. is show these people – What's going on at the border? You could do it when Mexicans are coming over, when the caravans are coming over, when the Haitians are coming over. Uh, show these people drag kids. Show these people all the stuff that we hate, and they are they will fed post so fucking hard. I got an idea. And so the point is that th- these people are Tucker is not red pilling them. He is trying to keep their interest. Is my point. Yeah, that's they what have I, an inner wignat, and they need to be able to articulate certain yes, positions. The, well, the wignat is language oh, oh, oh. to describe that inner wignat feeling. Here's my plan. What's funny what is what we how... do is we radicalize these people, and then we give them human growth hormone, testosterone, and steroids, and we turn these boomers loose. We'll probably get maybe five, ten years of good service. Are out you of just talking about? Point. Are you talking about just giving them chicken nuggets? <laughs> that's basically what you're saying, right? We give them chicken nuggets. And they'll become these like wildly like hormonally imbalanced chimps that <laughs> attempt to reverse mortgage their houses and play golf all the time. I don't know. I don't think lack of chicken nuggets is a problem. <laughs> well, I was just playing on the let's give them hormones and blah blah blah. That's basically he just basically listed off the ingredients of chicken nuggets. Um, it's just hormones. This isn't just hormone wrapped in breading. Oh, it's, yeah, it's delicious though. It's just like it's just like you get like a breading and you just like inject hormones into yeah. it. Pick it up. Um. My version of it is that like the this sort of it's it's there to just create engagement, right? Like yeah. what they what they yes, don't exactly what, they, right. what they don't want is you checking out. They want enough people involved and engaged and angry and agitated so that 
when they hold the next fake election, it has legitimacy. It has the appearance of that, that's just well, how I look is, at it. Like if they can't like, just like you can't have you can't have elections every couple years if you don't have the electorate involved. Like you can't. It's, it gets harder optics wise to say like this is who won and this person has a mandate. Like, if people want to hear that and Tucker's not saying it, well maybe they'll find somebody who is. And that might be us, and they can't have that. So they have to just keep those people interested, even though right. they'll never get anything out of the GOP. Right. Probably they'll never get anything out of Fox News or anybody that goes on Fox News. They're right. all fucking shills and liars and fakes. But if they don't say that, that's why the people that think that, like, the, the, the thing that the people that try to do the let's influence the GOP don't get is that fucking a huge amount of white people are effectively already there. They just need to be told it's all right. And the fucking GOP and Fox News is actively getting in the way of that. They are putting dumb ideas in their head. They're giving them ideas about the kinds of things that can work that won't work. They're distracting them, keeping them busy, making them go down stupid rabbit holes. Like, without that shit in the way, more than 50%, like 60% of white people in this country would be perfectly fine with the idea of making a white America. Well, here's the Fox News just didn't exist. And there was just no right wing media whatsoever. Would white people in this country be more or less radical? It'd be more radical. Basically, so the GOP's... because the opposition right wing would be Nazis, and and that's exactly uh, this is why you have to understand. Like people talk about controlled opposition, but they seem to forget all of the things that they've learned, or or maybe they haven't learned them. Some people have, some people haven't. The th- reason that the National Socialist Party was able to take over. One of one of the fundamental reasons that they is that there was no, there was no organized conservative. conservative opposition to the radical left. Right. And the left was relatively disunified and fighting amongst themselves either too because they felt confident because the conservatives, the aristocrats, the junker class and all that stuff were totally just destroyed and disorganized after 1918. They, they were like completely demoralized and, and didn't have any – they didn't think they should do politics. They didn't want to do politics. They thought they were above it. And then uh, they were just getting swept away by Marxists and Jews. And um, Hitler was Hitler was like, "This is not you're, this is not going to work." Like, well, you, you fucking morons are going to. There's actual research on this somewhere. There's a study that examined. Jews do the research because they want to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they and they they confirmed <laughs> it. It's the center right is what prevents yeah. this shit from kicking off. Yes, I, I would love to find that specific study, but I heard it referenced recently. Yes. Roger well, is all talk, that's saving them. I talk about it a lot. We talk about it a lot on striking Mike, and I try and bring it up as much as I can. Like literally, milk toast right wing politics and getting involved in them is what is holding us back. Like all of you people that understand what is going on, and even to some extent understand who's behind it, and you yet you want to play games with that stuff because it's easier, um, it's more acceptable or whatever. Like you're just holding it back you're just holding it back and i just hope that people like more and more people are learning the lesson but it, it's a little frustrating because it feels like people have to relearn it every few years yeah um or at least new people come in and then have to relearn it and i guess we have to be somewhat patient on that but like um you know you it's really funny you know hitler said you shouldn't you shouldn't do politics before you're 35 and i kind of get why he said that because it's like if you if you come in, if your only experience of politics, if you were like eighteen or nineteen or something like that with with Trump, and that's your experience of politics, and you think like we can just recapture that, like you, you got to understand, like 
You can't. You Romans said something similar. Like, you needed to be between the age of 30 and 55, uh, somewhere in that, that age group. I well, think they consider it to be like the, the prime time for you to be active in politics and doing well, yeah, it. They had the Cursus Sonorum, which basically you had well, to go through a certain right. level. The more important, of, of, the more important yeah. point there is like you don't recapture Trump. Like he recaptures you. Like it was yes. an op. It was a, it was fake. The yeah. GOP establishment is a tar baby. I said this on press. Yes. It's a tar baby. You engage with it, you get stuck until the clock runs out. I mean, that's the 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 Republican, the GOP, the GO, and I'm not even going to say GOP establishment. It's just the GOP. It's it's its job has always been to make sure that the people yelling at Fox News TV screen, let's napalm the border, never get. Never, anyone, anything, never yeah. get anyone just representing them. They, 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 their never, opinions, yeah. their well, not even that. Just that their opinions are never heard. They don't filter up the top. Nothing like those people are like kind of dumb rubes, and we just got to uh, take their take their take what they think and their their basic mentality and do something reasonable with it. Which is to say, not give you anything that you want because it's not reasonable to it's not reasonable to prevent gay marriage from happening. It's not reasonable to deport. However, many million people. It's not reasonable to this. Like that's basically like kind of what they say. Like we well, have you to, take, you have take to lower, you have to take, you take their instincts and you take away any radical idea they have. So we have to do something reasonable with it. We can't go too far. You can't be too radical. It's like what Eric Stryker was talking about with the uh, the speed bump thing. It was like there's the yeah. conservative, like the radical left that says we need to get this speed bump out of here. It's it's blocking traffic, and the conservative says whoa whoa whoa, speed bump's been there a long time. Let's not get carried away here. Maybe we, <laughs> we should really investigate. Like, is it is it really damaging the bottom of cars? Do we need to be slowed down right here? Let's just not, you know. <laughs> so and that's the, that's the thing. Make sure that dude. That's like conservatives promote that shit as a virtue, right? But the thing is, this it's not even that. What it is is that they it's not only the speed bump thing. It's like they basically take the instincts of the of of basically you know. Middle middle yeah. class and working class white Americans, not like the 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 upper middle class libtards and like the people that are aspirational and stuff. They take the, the normal functional people that actually keep this country running. Right. They take their basic legacy Americans and they pervert <laughs> them and they 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 kind of twist them. So you get Tucker Carlson kind of saying what we're what we're thinking, but then offering no solutions. And what does that do now? And, and even worse now than that, that means that people most people are not thinking politically themselves all the time like literally you have to lead people and you lead them by telling them frankly what to think and what to say but the worst the worst phenomenon if it agrees yeah the even worse phenomenon is i'm thinking back to the days of limbaugh but it's true with tucker too it's like you go to this media outlet and you hear these extremely what you would think are like really good talking points that 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 speak to your instincts right and then it's sort of like it's that doesn't trans like there's nobody in the government there's no representative yeah. that shares those like their job is literally to like cool you off and not do that stuff yeah, like there is no interest, you just listen to right. conservative radio all yeah. the time and, I mean, and, yeah and and so the thing is though that what it does is that it also makes it so you don't know how to argue for yourself anymore right. because you're you basically then okay this guy says what i like i want to hear about the attack, I feel like white, like they, these people do, they all feel it. They all understand. Like, dude, I'm telling you. And the thing is, the worst boomers are the ones that are actually really active in the GOP. Like those five or six percent of America that are dedicated, that actually believe in conservatism. And those are the ones you're usually going to find are the most vocal politically. 
Well, you, you, and that's why you don't want to talk to them. It's pointless. It's just like throw it in, throw in the towel. You want to talk to someone who might vote Republican, might watch Fox News, likes Trump, but isn't really actually deep into like the structure of the Republican Party or volunteering for them or doing campaign stuff for them or anything. You want to talk to that person because that person you will get right to the heart of the matter with them and they'll, they will, you know, they, it'll be different because the problem is they have been fed a diet of shitty propaganda with no other options for a long time. And the purpose of this, the purpose of shutting down YouTube, the purpose of shutting down the internet is to make sure there's no other options. Right. And the thing is, there still are other options. People can go and find them. And if Tucker isn't saying heritage Americans and replacement theory, well, people will find somebody who's saying, you know, Jews are, are genociding the white race and, and they'll be like, Oh shit. Like that's, let me listen to more of this. Right. Yeah. Speaking so, of that, speaking of that I, I came across this piece of a uh, research or review here. Mm-hmm. Uh, center right political parties, advanced democracies, annual review of political science is the journal that this is in. Our authors are Noam Gidron and Daniel Ziblatt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right <laughs> there. You go. Is, is that Irene's what is, son? Can you, what yeah. is the name is of this the, journal again? That's one of the, he, is he one of her diamonds that she Could shout you? out? Oh God. <laughs> Can you, can you give me the name of that journal again? Annual Review of Political Science. Oh, okay. I thought it had something about center-right in there. Or that was a... Oh, no, it does. Center-right. I thought they had like a journal oh. dedicated to tracking center-right and the gay... Wait, center-right <laughs> political parties? That would be funny if that was like an entire, I'm, I'm if that was like an entire publication. Like abstract. every... Here's your, That's what I thought it was. Here's your update on center-right political parties and still working? democracies. Yes, it's still working. <laughs> still working. <laughs> Even the dissidents, so, uh, the dissidents go by this and they still think they're dissidents. <laughs> I'm from the dissident right. I support Bernie Kosar. There's a couple things to unpack here. Um, anyway, the abstract is, this review proposes a comparative research agenda on center-right parties and advanced democracies, bringing together research in American and comparative politics. Political scientists have recently closely examined the decline of the center-left and the rise of the radical right, but have paid less attention to the weakening of center-right parties. Yet, cohesive center-right parties have facilitated political stability and compromises, while their disintegration has empowered radical challengers. Yep. And this is something that Jews are very and, – and, and one of the problems is – well, Jews are afraid. That's why, like, li- libtards, like, rabid anti – because remember, libtards um, – Well, don't. libtards are delusional. They think that it's the left that holds back radical nationalism and fascism. And well, like they have a – yeah, no, they're wrong about that. They they think that what the what the liberal left does is hold back actual, like, leftist social yes. – uh, economic reform. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the point of it, right? And – and um, but they also think like the GOP is like some is actually some super scary big enemy that's going to do Christian George W. Bush theocracy and force uh, every woman to get pregnant and breeding stumps and 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 make you pray Handmaid's Tale and all that shit. Right? They're just fucking retarded. But the problem is they're they're rabid and they are rabidly like against the GOP. And then, like the G- Jewish liberals are like, no, we need to, we need to like strengthen the GOP, and these people then like freak out and like, what, what, like, jo- like Joe Biden comes out, and he's like, we need a strong and healthy GOP, and all of his followers, like all of his non, you know, like the libtard, the white libtard people, like freak out, like, what are you talking about? We want to destroy this. We want total yeah. control. And it's like, yeah, see, last time that happened, last time there was no conservative. 
um, opposition to like really increasingly radicalizing left wing that was actually doing like little revolutions all over Germany and and creating little mini anarchist states and workers states so called Soviet satellites and crap and they were uh, well they just got Nazism that's what you get like when what you actually? don't have and now here's the other thing what's radical what's extreme well it's only relative to what's in power like right now extremists are in power like the stuff they're doing is very extreme it's pretty extreme to decide to like kind of replace wholesale the, the population of of a, of a nation state to say like we're gonna we had this one demographic type and now we're gonna have another type like that's pretty fucking extreme uh it's pretty extreme to do like uh you know bakabazi with american characteristics uh you know it's pretty extreme to be putting it's pretty extreme to be putting like faggots uh, out as moral paragons of your society, right? Like that shit is fucking extreme, and uh, it's it's but it's presented as like middle of the road because what is extreme is only relative to the opinions of the people in power. So, um, yeah, I mean, all of these words, like people had to discard this them and this way of thinking. Like that's why people really have to break out entirely of this way of thinking. They've got a chart. Ooh, where's the chart? The chart is the average charts, share of charts. Help me. Charts help me. In Western help me to think about stuff. Jew, right. Jews are charting the decline of participation in center-right politics. I don't have the chart. Sure. I just got sent That's to the article. That's great news oh. for us. The decline of participation. That is the incrementalism. That's what I want. Yeah. And that's why if you want is to do GOP politics, you are literally – and don't take it from me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't take it from me. Take it from them. No, that's the share of – is that the chart you wanted? This says average share of vote of center right in Western democracies. Wow, that's yeah. uh, just yeah, dropping. So. What's this little bump right there around? I mean, I think this is international chart. <clears throat> well, this is during Obama administration. This is, well, that, well, two thousand obviously war on terror, and then Obama, and then it. I don't know. They gave up for the Tea Party. I'm not really sure. This is the world. Well, in Europe, now. in Europe, there was right wing. Like there was like guys like Nicolas Sarkozy in France, and and um. Uh, uh, Merkel is considered center right. Remember that. Yeah. We've well, got this thing. Um, this looks like a very interesting article. So you've got a thing here about yeah, uh, discuss two good. two factors that shape variation in center right cohesion, organizational robustness of center right partisan institutions, and the unbundling of conservative mass attitudes on different policy dimensions. So essentially, I guess they're saying that the right wing is starting to break apart into different factions. Wait, can you repeat that? Where, where are you seeing that part? That's in the abstract, just in the very first paragraph there. Uh, the unbundling of conservative yeah. mass attitudes on different policy dimensions. Yeah, so it says, the overlap of mass attitudes across different currents within the right is likely to vary both across countries and over time. Uh, Malka et al. show that conservative economic and cultural attitudes are in fact negatively correlated in many countries. Okay, so that's what they're afraid of. Uh, the idea that um, conservative, like the people that are con- cultural conservative, are not economic conservative, right? It is likely that all else held constant, cooperation across different groups in the center right would be harder to achieve where there is less overlap between conservative attitudes on different issues. Shifting from cross national to overtime variations, there is some evidence for a decline in the bundling of conservative ad- attitudes in European public opinion since the 1980s. This unbundling of conservative attitudes is likely to destabilize center right parties. So, in other words, they, you know, parties sell you a set 
of ideas. They give you like it's and and those are and if you are like okay, I am now unbundling um, <laughs> my my conservative social views from like libertarian economics because it's that would it's actually see, at this, th- point, this it's is how you destroy- to bundle them. Yeah, you destroy a faggot by unbundling it. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's true. A faggot is, a, is very He's strong. And because, it, but if you unbundle it, it just falls apart. Now it's a bunch of sticks individually, yeah. and you want it to become a faggot again. And uh, so the problem is the G- well, the GOP is a, is a bad. Not all faggots are good. There's some very bad faggots. The GOP, the GOP is, is a, a very bad faggot, faggot. <laughs> and it's good to unbundle it. But like, it, it's interesting though how they they, they these there's people some, and they, somewhere they, it's there's sort of a cal- some, it's calmly said because it's an like academic title. Well, somewhere somewhere there's a pun, somewhere there's a play on words for the like skinning the invisible knapsack. We're like unbundling the the, the conservative faggot. Unbundling, unbundling the entirely visible faggot. <laughs> the entirely visible. Faggot. Is somebody <laughs> taking notes today? By the way, no, it's it's okay. The okay. listeners, right. I invite you to take notes as you listen. <laughs> yeah, so we're just not doing notes then, because unbundling the entirely visible faggot actually should be the only note. Shit, all right. <laughs> all right, unbundling faggots, that's the show title. Yeah, so what this looks like in practice is, I'm an anti-capitalist, and I'm also extremely right-wing, culturally. Right, yes, and and Jews, that is literally, like, basically now you're just a Nazi. And, that's that's and, their hair on fire when they see that. They're like, yeah, oh, and Jews, shit. Um, yeah, they, they, that is, that makes them alarmed. Like, they're not, they don't really say it in this paper outright because it's like a clinical thing, but this is meant I, to be I reported back to them, and they're like, shit, people are starting to not, like, we put a bundle, we created a gay bundle of ideas and gave it to conservatives, including it was, yes, socially conservative attitudes, but the best way to achieve socially conservative policy is through literally unbundling, like unbundling yourself from the rest of your country, unbundling yourself economically, being like some gay ass libertarian individualist. But as soon as the right wing is like, wait, maybe that's not a good idea. Then Jews start to get scared. Uh, because then it's like, yeah, that, cause that's literally just, that's the third position, which is different than the third way. The third way is even gayer than either right or left. Like, cause there's third position. I know this is sort of dumb, but like third way is like, is like Tony Blair, which is like, oh. I'm going to be oh, capitalist yeah, was, and it's just neoliberalism. It was Clinton right? stuff. Clinton started with the third yeah, way exactly, thing, right? Yeah. Third way. Yeah. It's like it's like people are like wait a third way that base it's like no no it's, no it's because basically they're taking what you think of as third position the opposite of that it's like the other possible combo yeah right you know we're gonna take the worst parts of everything that's the third yeah, instead way. of taking like the social conservatism and the economic liberalism third way we'll is do the opposite third way is like Amazon bulldozing your economy with a fucking pride flag on the bulldozer yeah yes Amazon, that's what it is. The third way is. The social liberalism and economic libertarianism. That's third way, and it's the worst. And it's what we have, and it's did what you, elites did, like. Did you know that Howdy Modi won't uh, Jews like. won't let Amazon get into the country down there? That's uh, that's a lot of potential. Sure there. A lot of potential there. That's how you're going to win. Pin all your hopes what, on. Wait, I'm going to pin all my hopes on Indian nationalism. Very, well, I don't. Very. What do you mean he won't let? Mo- why the fuck would Howdy Modi not let Amazon into his country? Oh, but he's not. Because he's fucking based and he's a Nazi. He's a nationalist. 
But what is like what what exactly what policy is exactly happening? I'm what do you mean what policy? This, this is a talking point. I, I don't have a, I don't have no idea what I'm talking I about. I think the way that it works is uh, the state has control over credit that is issued to various private institutions. What happens is I you're mean, so desperate for a, what happens is you're so desperate for a cope. You look to the Indian subcontinent to see what the uh, where the where the what street is being shed in. Be like, well, you oh. can buy books on Modi on Amazon. <laughs> but but can can they be shipped from a fulfillment center in Mumbai to uh, probably? Yeah. Somebody needs to explain all this to me. Actually, someone has to Someone has to explain to you. Hold on, here's an article. Someone has to explain to you why it matters. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's the big thing. What? Okay, hold on a second. So wait, hold on. Amazon, Microsoft swoop in on 24 billion Indian India farm. Prime Minister Modi is enlisting tech giants to help boost agricultural output. So it looks like $24 billion, looks like Microsoft and Amazon are investing $24 billion in India. So, I mean, uh, uh, that's from that's from September 16th, 2021 on Bloomberg News. I don't think of it as investing. I think so are you telling Amazon. So you're telling me that I, so you're telling me I heard a Groiper adjacent talking point and it was outdated? Amazon, Microsoft Corp, and Cisco Systems are among technology giants lining up to harness data from India's farmers in an ambitious government-led productivity drive aimed at transforming an outmoded agricultural industry. Uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi's administration, which is seeking to ensure food security in the world's second most populous nation, has signed preliminary agreements with the three U.S. titans and a slew of local businesses starting in April – to share farm statistics has been gathering since coming to power in 2018. Modi is betting the private sector can help farmers boost yields with apps and tools built from information such as crop output, soil quality, and land holding. So there, basically, there's no way this doesn't result in Monsanto taking over all their farming. <laughs> and big mega corporations just doing all the farming. Whatever it results in, like, well, yeah, because here we have like they're just getting data on all the farm local farming in India. But here's the other thing. They wouldn't be doing that. That is literally a preliminary step to moving in and, mm-hmm. and corporatizing and, and, and making a big conglomeratizing their farming industry. Now, Wow, you're really blackpilled and cynical. Whatever you might want to say about... Yeah, I'm just blackpilled. Cynical. Whatever you might want to say about that policy... Not based blackpilled. That is not Modi <laughs> keeping Amazon out. He is literally letting Amazon take part in the f- food production in his country. So you're just wrong if you think Modi is keeping Amazon out. He's just not. Like you have to, you can't, you just can't say things that are wrong like that. And like, if you say that, you're just wrong. So therefore, everything that comes afterwards is like opinion they carded. Like I will just, it has to be really before that, that too. Wrong, right? I mean, that's why whenever I lie about things by accident, I have to correct myself because I'm yeah. like, yeah, because if you don't correct yourself, then you're just long perpetually ever. And then you've got like long. Then you, yeah. it's like long, like long COVID, except just, just, like, just you're long lying. Yeah. You just well, now you just what you do is you're telling yourself stories. You're telling yourself little fables. But no, like I was, I was like, dude, there is no way. I knew that. Like, that's just the most recent article I got. Like, there is no fucking way. Modi is keeping Amazon out of his country. Um, there just isn't. Uh, never mind. So there's a certain okay. So here's what they might be responding to: traders write to Piyush Goyal, say Modi government must suspend Amazon for fresh bribery allegation. In a series of letters to Union Commerce, Commerce Minister 
Piyush Goyal, the Confederation of All India Traders, has demanded a CBI inquiry into a revelation made by a news portal titled Amazon Whistleblower Alleges India Lawyers Bribed Government Officials. Um, so, you know what's going to happen? Like, those letters are going to get thrown in the trash, just like, you know, center-right opinions. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I wish I had. So ta- basically, I wish I had timestamps because I'd love to scrub. Through, I'd love to scrub through that fucking like, stream, hey, but I didn't hey. keep timestamps. What? And probably all these traders, all these these are probably local Indian merchants that are going to get put out of business when Amazon moves right. into the country. I think and they're trying to get their government to protect them, and the government's just going to be like, "Did you hear something?" <laughs> Essentially, oh. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but it's just like that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to return to the ideological unbundling thing for a second. Oh, okay. Yesterday, yeah, sure. my, my mother-in-law yeah. was here, and that's when I discovered that I was more anti-capitalist than my mother-in-law, who's a interesting complete libtard. And it got me to thinking that even libtards, they they will say things like, and this is literally what she said: "Is you know, I, I I'm not against capitalism, <clears throat> not against capitalism. I just think that we should tax the rich, which is." Just about the most trite talking point you could well, ever have. Especially but. when like taxing the rich means I just want income taxes to be raised on people who make more W two income than me. Like it's not even the rich; it's just yeah. like at a certain income level. When you're when you're not rich, when you don't have wealth, I want to make sure that you can't build wealth either. That's just with that. That's I hate that stuff so much. It's the, the people that are nominally on the left. They still have to acknowledge and like give some feel to like, to capitalism as an organizing system. It's like nobody, like, nobody, nobody on either party is going to tax wealth. There's not going to be a wealth grab and redistribution. Communism is dead. The people that do, do like to shout about that, now they're more interested in killing white people than like redistributing any any wealth. It's just that's just not on the agenda. That's I just I remember that edgy talking point. I felt like it maybe it was only out there to like bother Republicans and libertarians. Redistribute the wealth, man. It's like that's ne- they're never touching that. The shot is to make sure you never have any wealth. Dude, yeah. so here's here's what I think these people are talking about. Um, How Modi government plans to confront? I'm sorry, I just got obsessed with this. This is act. This is actually kind of interesting. Listen. Okay. How Modi government plans to confront Amazon, Walmart's Flipkart with UPI of e-commerce. ONDC, spearheaded by the Commerce Ministry, is an initiative aimed to promote open networks for all as- aspects of the exchange of goods and services over digital or electronic networks. India's plan to develop open network for digital commerce is not – I don't know why it's not good news. For already knackered global e-commerce giants Amazon and Walmart's Flipkart, the e-tailers have their plates full of a range of problems, including an ongoing antitrust probe. That doesn't, mm. that doesn't bother them. A proposed prohibition on flash sales and perennial opposition from various trader bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon and Flipkart ambitions to dominate India's $800 billion retail market will soon face reality check. As India's commerce ministry looks to end monopolistic practices in digital commerce, ONDC. So basically, there's just some standard they're going to make them abide by called Open Network for Digital Commerce, which is like certain levels of transparency on either end. It's not going to. It's not going to really hurt mm. them. No, that's it's gonna, probably just. It's probably just a way for government but, officials to extract. extract no, but listen. But if but if Amazon can't get into India, then globalism is stopped in its tracks. And we've won. 
They're going to get in. In fact, India, it sounds like what is happening is India is developing like a hyper-globalist commerce system. Because what they're saying is we want to create like an HTTP for online commerce. Like HTTP is a transfer protocol for all uh, web pages and stuff like that, right? It's all, it's how all the data, they're like, we want to do that except for transactions. I appreciate your attention to detail. I appreciate your attention to detail. I'm just rejecting the premise outright. I was just curious where they were yeah. getting it. No, I, I know. This is where. But I just like, there's that. I like, Even if it's... Well, it's just dumb. Like, yeah. There's no way that Amazon doesn't have meetings with India's government like all the time about what they're planning to do. So it's, it's like, what like, would stupid. that mean for the United States? What would that mean for white people anywhere in the rest of the world if Amazon can't open that market? Does it mean they're going to not have our market anymore? Are the... Are Amazon... Are Amazon factory towns not... Or not even factory... Amazon distribution towns not going to be popping up all over America while the the media sort of like cheers and ballyhoos that this is going to quote unquote save the working class being sort of like lifelong yeah. slaves to this corporation like are these things going to stop no why can't Amazon just like treat people better like why, why can't they just pay people more money but, but they're, they're extracting wealth. Hmm. Spelled wealth extraction. They're redistributing wealth. Yeah. Like to themselves. The bottom to the top. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. That's what we do. Take yeah. it. Well, let's see. They have the pride flag, so it's okay. I mean, it's sort of funny. Um, Amazon and, and these, these companies, like, they kind of solved, like... It, <laughs> They're they're kind of already like in and of themselves. Amazon is like already a communist economy. Oh God! Like Amazon is already. That's the funniest thing about like how right wingers think about economics is Amazon is already a command economy, as is Walmart, as is like because it's literally a dictatorship internally. That's how it's structured. And do you do you think that like? Uh, no, it's just its mission is 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 like is very different. Like, and I guess what what right wingers say is the mission should only be about making money, because if you try and make it about something else, then these things can't function. They, um, they seem to be functioning. They seem to be functioning. Well, the problem is it's like well, their mission isn't just about making money though. Right. Like you would like to think it was. Because if their mission just was just about, and then so that there goes another right wing. I know all my civilization point. organized around making money. Now I, I I agree, but the point is that it's actually not, and except it's not in like a bad way, because there's things that they will put higher than making money, sure. like promoting faggots, like like they will they will put promoting faggotry, promoting anti-white race mixing, like they will fail, like time and again. Or do things that like people don't want and try like is this idea that they react to the market is bullshit. It's again, it's the same misunderstanding that right wingers always have. They think that the Republican Party is like, you know, is not just like already knows what the people want and needs to be like fooled or something like that. And they think that like companies are just giving if you thought genuinely the capitalism was just giving people what they wanted you would hate everybody yeah because it because because you know but it's not like people don't want all the faggot shit everywhere literally people don't want that you know in some cases this creeps out like they were doing this thing um with google where they were like saying 
during the beginning of Black Lives Matter, they were like tagging like minority owned businesses. Well, they had to stop because people were just like avoiding those businesses. They were did this thing. They did this thing at, at a supermarket chain where they were uh, and they made a big deal of it where they were tagging products on the shelf in the supermarket as you walk around buying your groceries as like coming from black owned businesses and people were just like not buying they, they stopped <laughs> because people would just like deliberately not buy that stuff and, and, and they did it without being told that's the other funny thing like is if you come if you're walking around this store and you come across the tag you're looking at the price of something or whatever or, you know you're trying to decide which type of, of thing to get yeah, and one of them says "black owned." You just be like, "All right, I'll get the other one." Yeah, well, I'll get the other type. I was kind of weighing my options here, and I just yeah, I, was, I, was, I wasn't sure which way I wanted to go. And now, uh, or or not even that it is because it's probably not. But it's like they've this this fucking stupid company has jumped through whatever hoops they need to do to be called black owned, whatever that means in America. Um, you know, it's not, but but just that fact alone that this is valued by them means I don't want to buy their shit. So everybody is pushing something above and beyond simply making money. One of the reasons conservatives wish that it was like that is because they feel like on some level they could compete on that playing field. They've been because the problem is every Amazon is doing politics, Google yeah. is doing politics. They are pushing social messages. They are not just about making money. They'll lose money in some cases. Yeah. So the issue is that's always right been that's been the world. issue that has confounded conservatives and libertarians since like they time immemorial. Like they don't like it's so much so that like the smarter ones who like write fiction. Like I've been remembering Garrett. Garrett, he had a story. Mm-hmm. He had a story in which there was some sort of industry. Uh, there was some sort of industry industry price fixing regarding n- n- nails in this book. And what they never accounted on with somebody who was just like wanted revenge on somebody would pour his fortune into undercutting the price of nails just to put the other companies out of business. And meanwhile, he's losing money at the same time. Yeah. Just as an example, this is a thing that they, they have no defense. They always are want to set up these, they these say money. People won't do that. People or what they say is if you do that, you'll fail. Right. But it's like, but I'm like, yeah, really? how, many, how much carnage do you create in the meantime? Yeah. And do they, and, does, and do when does that, does that really happen though? Because what happens is the same system that allowed that guy to get a ton of money and get power is still in place, and so yeah. maybe he goes away. The system remains in place, and it can just happen again, and it will because nobody's motivated by just making money. Very right. few people right. are. I mean, there are some people, but generally, other people hate those kinds of. People I think there was something. In Atlas, I think there was something related so, in Atlas Shrugged too, but I don't remember the specifics. Yeah, yeah. Atlas Shrugged. They basically anybody that tried to do a social outreach just like was killed or something with a laser beam. <laughs> like when they're like a laser I remember that, yes, the there was like some kind of everybody. super weapon. They had like an Avengers tier, like that was literally like Marvel presents yeah. Atlas Shrugged. There was some like crazy <laughs> super laser that just like killed everybody. Again. I was like, wait, what? How oh, this? Okay. It's the Marvel How's Cinematic Universe. For you? Oh my god. I forgot. I remember that when that first started. I was it's like, literally wait, like that's literally that's literally like a red letter media critique of the entire like oh oh god here's like the blue space laser that's gonna blow up the universe like they had that in Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> Because she had to come up with a way that, like, oh, man. the country actually burns. Yeah. Right? Because the whole point of Atlas Shrugged, and I talk, we talked about this on Strike and Make, the whole point of Atlas Shrugged, this is one of the most pernicious. Now, I actually, I will confess, I enjoyed reading the book. Most people, like, hate it when they read it. I thought it was fun to read. I enjoyed reading it. So we should call our show what, the Atlas, of Atlas Shrugged is, like, problematic. Atlas Grugged. Because, Atlas Grugged. That's today's show title. <laughs> 
We already did. Um, no, no, I already no. did like Abbott shrugged for striking Mike. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, Jay yeah. Abbott, who who <laughs> like ignored the fucking girls that were saying Larry Nasser is molesting me. <laughs> <laughs> he just shrugged. <laughs> but like, well, we yeah, also he, talked he about just Atlas shrugged, shrugged and then he asked Larry Nasser for some photos. Right, yeah. Picks. yeah. We also talked about Atlas shrugged on that show, and and it's like it's the idea that like. And, and conservatives love this. So, like, we will uh, ignore everything or, like, we will disengage from everything and then it will all collapse. Yes, that is basically it is fucking conservatives wet dream. Like, we're going to take our ball and go home and then we win. Like, and meanwhile, then watches that watches like a laser. But it's like the in the country. In reality, every time you <laughs> in reality, every time you quit something, conservatives, that's what happens. Like, that's where your institutional influence just, like evaporates because you all quit. You'd all, er, yeah. They all take their balls and go home, and that's what that's what's happened to the country. That's what these people. And are. it's they a vicious play. spiral because now it's like hard to recommend that anybody stay involved in an institution because it's it's like so. Oh, it's not like if so, you're. Which is why. Not if you're uh, whatever that guy's name is. Like this is your this is the path to victory. You need to go get institutional influence. You want like, you want to know what institution would legitimately collapse if everyone took their ball and went home? Is the GOP. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it does get Harvard a lot of. Harvard won't. I don't know. It gets a lot of Harvard, Jewish money. Harvard will not. The GOP and, G- uh, and Harvard get a lot of G- Jewish money. I don't know. Will not. Hmm. I said. That? That, I said that. But Harvard and the GOP both get a lot of Jewish money. So I'm not sure. Like, what would like the flopping corpse of the GOP look like if it was just like Jewish money and no voters? I'm not sure how that would. Well, look, what would happen but... is Jews would if if it started to die. You would have to be able to watch. Like and see, you had to just keep on top of what they're doing and where yeah. the money is going and what's happening. And you could probably spot new things that they're sponsoring that are coming out. Because the other thing is they're doing obviously right now. Like they saw a risk of that, and so what happened? Well, they started to fund things they would never have dreamed of funding, uh, or, or like started to influence people and and try and utilize talking points that you know ten, fifteen, twenty years ago they never would have dreamed of being involved with that. Right, like. Like like Steve Bannon style politics, like they would never have wanted to have done this. They would never have wanted to have done like griper stuff, appeal to gripers and things like that. They don't want to do that. Like that's they have to do that because it's like they have to keep people on their plantation. Like that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like so, Jews will always try and lure you back with stupid little trinkets and stuff like that. Like you know, and and we should have all learned this lesson. I understand if maybe younger people haven't learned it. I had to learn it. It was a tough thing for us. We've all learned it, but we got to stay on top of learning it. Which is why when we see it crop up, when you see it crop up, it's easy, I think, to say, "Well, somebody's inexperienced," and maybe they are. But you and you don't have to attack somebody like they're an asshole. But you have to correct mistakes when you see it, and um. Like, in fact, it's probably better not to be an asshole because then someone's going to get entrenched. But, like, you fuck, I'm sunk. Be seen, like, we cannot be doing, like, and here's the thing. Remember, if you see Tucker Carlson say great replacement theory, heritage Americans or something, instead of saying go Tucker, instead of giving him the pat on the Say back, denial the hol- the pat deny on the, the Holocaust, Tucker. Just <laughs> give yourself the pat on the back. Because yeah. the reason he's doing it is because of massive pressure from the bottom. He wouldn't do it otherwise. Look, you know, like he didn't have to do it. Like he's doing it to keep an audience. He's doing it so that you do like base. Let's go, and then like you don't listen to TRS. 
<laughs> or something else, right? <laughs> right. It's just to keep you on the wheel, right? It's just to keep you on the wheel. And um, that's our critique of these type of politics. Like, the, the, that's the, you can't like, – that's the funny thing. The only – you could shrug off the GOP. Like, you could just be like, okay, I can sniff out Jewish center-right politics, and I can sniff out attempts to lure me back into them. And people mm. should be able to, to see that, identify it, and that's what we're here for. That's what we're trying to do is to help you to understand well, how that works. Judging by like, and to identify that stuff and to disregard it. Judging and by to what convince I, others, and you have to help us with this, listeners. You have to tell people when you see it, like, no, guy, that's not, that's not how this works. Let me explain to you. The whole point of center-right politics is a gish gallop to keep you from realizing your own interests, Period. Period. So, yeah. And it's not blackpilled. You can say I'm black. I'm not blackpilled. I'm telling you Tucker is fake. That's not a blackpilled position. No. Because not like- 10 years ago, the, the fake GOP guy would never have said what he said. So the fact that they have to say that, that fakers have to ape our talking points, that's good. Yeah, it's very good. That means we're having influence. The way you don't, the way you stop having influence is you just fall into their orbit. You just become one of their guys. That's so how many, you stop having it. So many of these guys want to be in that orbit so bad. They're like, oh my god. They well, think, it's probably comfy. They think it's, it's their... Well, well they think comfy. it's like their time. Like, they're going to get in now. Like, I'm going to have some... What are you um, going to get into? Tucker filed into, Blake, in, ne- into like, fire Blake Neff. He's going to get, like, into Tucker's orbit somewhere. Or Blake somehow. Neff was, like, a memer guy who, who was doing funny alt-right memes. Or, he got fired. You know, he, did, he was doing... And he got fired. He got Tucker fired him. Yep. When leftists... Oh, no, Tucker didn't fire him. The, the, the producers did. Oh. Why didn't Tucker stick up for him? Tucker doesn't have, Tucker doesn't have a say over... Who he can't, he can't say, I know I want this guy on staff. I like him. Sorry. Like, I, I want this guy to stay, keep working for me. He can't do that. And that doesn't betray any other, like, influence in the system here yeah. that, we're, that we're critiquing. But it's like, sure, maybe he'll burn, have to burn a certain amount of capital to do it, but burn it then. What burn are you it. here for? You're the, you, you have all the capital in the world. You're the most popular uh, right, like, anchor so, host yeah. on, and and yeah, on, mainly, on cable yeah, television. Still, you'd have to use up some of it to, to defend that guy, but that's... Why would you... Actually, like, why develop that much with capital Tucker, you're not going to... With Tucker being, like, the highest-rated host, like, but he has no... He has no ad... Like, he doesn't have any... Call, like, who does he... Who's buying ads on... Like, that's the next thing. This doesn't even make Mike him any money. Other than that... But he's no not... Did, is did he, he even still doing it? He, yeah, I know... Is he back on? I know he pulled his ads... When Fox wouldn't, Fox News wouldn't run the ads he wanted to buy for his stolen election forum that he was doing. Like they refused to run those ads, so he pulled his My Pillow ads for us. So he's back now. Are people still buying like My Pillows from watching Tucker? That's crazy. Well, it's not just that. The main thing, though, that um, all the cable news networks make money from. Uh, it's not the main thing, but Fox News is subscription fees because uh, basically. You subscribe to cable TV, yeah, and cable TV There's offers licensing, you yeah. these channels, and so that that money has to get shared with Fox. And th- there are people that would, if they dropped Fox from their, if if the cable, if certain cable companies drop Fox from their their list of channels, like there's people that would unsubscribe from it. Probably they also have, they also have, they so, also have an app and on demand shit now, so you can pay for. I think. Yeah, they've got other ways now. That's probably not, but in mostly Fox News, most of their money is, is subscription fees, which I think all cable news is, which is probably good because they're not actually that highly rated compared to um, like 
TV like garbage. entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Like TV shows and stuff like like the top, and even like fucking NBC nightly news, like 10 million people watch that. 10 yeah. million people aren't watching, no. aren't watching like Fox and shit like that. I mean, the other thing is the ratings on this stuff is hard to gauge now because right. of a lot of stuff of it's moving online. And as we've said, while the online people have perfect analytics in terms of visitors and watches down to like the minute and second, uh, there's no public company to report that like Nielsen or anything like that. So mm-hmm. you don't actually know. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And Fox news has advertising on their website and shit. I mean, they make, they're making money. Plus like, even if they weren't like some Jew would step in to keep them alive. If they started <laughs> to die, that's the other thing, right? Cause they have to, yeah. cause they need the center right shit. And really, it is it is. I do get frustrated with boomers, and I know I make fun of them a lot. But you can't entirely blame them because they're basically normal midwit. Most people are midwits. Is not you know, and they're watch. This is what they're exposed to. Um, and you know, Jews have this bully pulpit of running the whole media. It's a very difficult thing to overcome, which is why we can't afford to like make mistakes and and go down paths that we have already gone down and and retread this stuff and and we can't afford to um just not challenge it when we see people even if they're being honest like say wrong things like we have to you know say like no that's not right like that's not that's not how this works and it's not that I'm blackpilled I'm not blackpilled at all it's black. What black pills me is seeing people fall into like GOP clutches again. That's, That's the only black pilling thing. Is like, what, what are you running back into? Well, the arms it was of... white pilling to see people walk away from the GOP yeah. and be like, "Fuck those faggots!" Like that's that's where we should shrug. We should shrug off the GOP. Mm. And I don't know. What's, I can't say I'll know what's going to happen, but like at least we'll be in a real fight then. Because mm. right now it's just a fake fight. It's just fake. Right. It's a play fight. Yeah. It's not real. It's fake. GOP is fake. The fight is and fake. actually very very gay. Yes, very gay. That's one of the most. And dis- is nobody disagrees. Like in dissident circles, everybody agrees. Like even this guy that was on that live stream we were talking about, um, he thinks he's gay, or does he? Does he not think he's gay? I don't know. Okay, I, I don't just- really know. Like they they seem to. The problem is these groper types. They they sort of step over that. I guess they're implying that it's well, gay. Well, they say they, it's they, gay. They, I see gripers calling the GOP faggots and gay like but, all the time. But they but think they're, they're, they are back. But, but like we're so like, we're know. gonna we're gonna get it here and change it. That's sort of what they they do. The one the more midwit ones, I think they're doing like impressive uh, vocabulary posting. Like they think that they're doing. They'll just step over that and talk about institutional well, influence. Make one faggot not be gay anymore. No, they can't make anything do anything. That's the thing. Like they're they're right, but you can't even convince one fag to stop doing fisting Kenboy parties, and yet you think you can change the GOP. Well, like you said in prep, you can't change the NJP. You're not going to change the GOP either, right? <laughs> like you couldn't. Well, they try to want to change the NJP by like depriving it of, of, but that's not happening either. I saw the first draft of the documentary that's coming out. It's fucking gonna be awesome. Oh, cool! That'll be exciting. Yeah. There, you want to be really good. You want to be a white pill? Check that out. Yes. What documentary? Uh, the one that Will Two Rise was doing at the meeting in in uh, July. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be cool. That'll be fun. It's good see. stuff. Do we put the 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 trailer is out there on this? If you want to go see the trailer, it's on the NJP site. 
trailer is really cool, uh, and uh, so far the the episode looks mm. good. So I guess like we got all the way through this hour almost. Maybe when we come back, I'll scrub through that thing some. I really just want to respond to like the what passes for ideological points on that stream. That have yeah, me, I would like, just I would just make the point. I would just make the argument. I don't think we need to like do one point five speed on the stream. Like, I would have to find certain things. Like I mean, it's just like it's fine. A, it's it's basically the, the stream for like the couple guys on there is like a clinic on just basically like bloviating hot air when you either refuse. Or you're prevented from talking about Zionism. Like when you're not doing Nazi. When you're not saying no, asking about Zionism in Israel, you come up with all kinds of really bad ideas, yeah, really bad narratives. You really do. And what really happens is you, you fill yourself up with these like ideas about other solutions. Like you you don't have a solution, you're not addressing the problem. Like if you're not saying if you're not asking about Zionism in Israel, like you're not in the you're not in the discussion. You're just you're 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 tar baby. You're in the GOP. Yeah. And it's kind of sad, and it's so unfortunate. And I would say, like, I get people that I get people saying this to me, particularly like liberals and leftists that have come across our stuff and are somewhat compelled by it, but then are put off by what we say about Jews. And they'll say, like, you are oversimplifying. Like, it can't just be Jews. That's not it's like, like no, it is. And I get this lot, and I'm like, well, I'm like, here's the thing. I'm like, it's the only relevant problem because every problem that we face, like race, is a big problem that we face. Right. We cannot intelligibly discuss race on this planet because of Jewish control of media and educational uh, political And it's like, what's the main we reason? We literally cannot have an in, not just an intelligent, <laughs> an intelligible. Yeah. Like, the discussion on race is literally incoherent and unintelligible, and that's on purpose. Well, what is the reason? And we cannot have a real discussion on it with Jews in the way. So there you go. We want to solve the problem of race. We have to have Jews and let's, not control Let's go to the next one. Why can't you? engage with the GOP and its quote-unquote establishment and make it change its positions due to popular uh, opinion and a, a flood of new... Because of Jewish money. Because Jews are already controlling <laughs> because the Because Jews control the party. Of, like, well, money, sort of bribery, the blackmail. Yeah. That's one of the other things about the incrementalism is they have an immune system. Like, right. Their incrementalism yeah. is detected by their immune system. They're waiting for you to oh, show yeah, up yeah, and yeah, try no, to do that. blood cells will swarm. They are waiting for you to show up. They're designed to stop this. I mean... It's almost like they're vaccinated against you. <laughs> With the one that actually works. It's not just mRNA. The vaccine works. Like this, the, the GOP has ivermectin against your... In- <laughs> Do they actually, it's not, it's not vaccines. It's, it's like more, it's like more woke than that. It's like, they've got it. They've already got, they're already t- they're slamming that horse paste. They've got, they've got horse, horse paste. horse paste milkshakes. Just like, they're just sucking them down. It's, it's flavor. It's like anti-Nazi flavored horse like, paste. Like the Nazi receptors like, are like squeezing it into their face. Yeah. There are no, there are no available Nazi receptors in the GOP because the ivermectin is like an anti-Nazi. It is an anti-viral <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, all, the receptors are all like the Congress people. <laughs> And like the Jew, the viral Jew has like already like crowded out all those receptors. <laughs> like they're all already occupied. Exactly. So yeah, like this this metaphor can go places. Like we can. We, <laughs> yeah, so there's nothing. The antagonist yeah. works. Congratulations. Now everybody yeah. has some medical understanding. You need to just find a new body, my friend. <laughs> we, we need yeah, we need to just find a new body. This one is this one is completely. Oh, you, need to, you need to try a new fish yeah. tank that doesn't have hydroxychloroquine in it. <laughs> Are people put that in their fish tanks? I think that was the initial like outcry. I was like, "That's fish tank cleaner" or something like that. What if I were to? Or eat- there was a similar. Yeah, sim- yeah, I did remember Liv Tyler said, "What if? What about if? What if I were to eat like the Tetramin fish food? Would that do anything for COVID?" 
I doubt. I I don't know. I don't know. I just I remember I think my fish tank. I remember should we start? Should we start that. that here? Should we set up like Those little a, fish flakes? Should we set like a just start just like grifting with them? We'll just like, start selling these it. Fish flakes. They've got ivermectin. They're and great. In them. Frosted fish flakes. Just just like the yeah no we shouldn't do that like Miles Power would make a video about us so fast. Fish flakes do not cure COVID. Did you say okay, libtard? Okay. That's all you got to do. Now, now, now you've won. Wake up, guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, actually, I've, they don't. But yeah, um, man, I'd love to get a fish tank again. That was kind of fun. People are already getting COVID boosters. Are you just well, just COVID itself? Just going to boost? <laughs> Dude, the best way to the best thing to do is just get it's, COVID and get, get over sick it. every six months. As they claim, well, because the the ADE the keeps. I mean. I think the reality uh, is coming out there that whatever these vaccines do, it only lasts about five months. Dude, well, well does it only last saying, five months? Dude, or did you it, see this? Hold on. Did you see that they were saying in Israel like they were expecting the fourth dose to only last twelve days? And I'm like, then what's the point? Like, what? Like, stop. It's time mm. to stop. It's been it time, time to stop. For, it's been time to stop for a long time. But it's been time to stop for a long time. Now it's like definitely time to stop. But I'm also like, come to grips with the fact this disease exists. It's just going to be out there. It sucks. It sucks. I hated it when I had it. It actually made me sick for... I'm still tired. It made me very sick for two days, but I'm still having like the fatigue shit too, yeah. I did squats this morning, but it was a struggle, and I did not... It was not a lot of weight. Yeah, I have like this extremely low... I think also the just staying home for a long time, it just saps your motivation. No, I love that. I don't want to go anywhere. I went somewhere... I don't feel like... I I, I don't want to go anywhere. I went somewhere the other day. It was the worst. I can't tell the story However, though. Going and doing the show in the studio maybe did give me like a pick me up. Oh, dude, uh, that was such a great day. Like, I felt on like having so you sitting was, right here was so much fun. I wish Alex was here too. Yeah, it was such a pick me yeah. up. But then we had something happen, which is things happen. That's fine. I took um, a bunch yeah. of notes. That's good. The first that's note. That first note is F nine gang. I hope you like that. F9. <laughs> I don't know what happens if you hit F9. I'm afraid to hit it in case it like closes Skype. Yeah, what if it stops the like the video recording and I'm <laughs> fucked? F9 I'll guy. It. I'll test it during the break. <laughs> this just reloads. I'm hit F9 on like Yahoo News. My F9 has a, like a fast forward. Oh, it's thing just on like it. changing my volume. Or oh. no, that's, hold on. I have F11 and F12 are my volumes. Don't want to touch yeah, those. Yeah, F nine is just like F nine is like making would make a video. Yeah, it's not doing anything. Mine is fast forward. It'll just put a, it'll put us well, on one point five. F nine is fast forward. Yeah, we'll go on F nine speed. Would we go faster? Be done faster. It only took them nine movies to get to that. <laughs> uh, which button is finally hit that? Point. Which button is stop? Vin Diesel. That F ten. Just stop. There's no stop button on my keyboard. You can't stop. <laughs> Too furious to stop. It's like fucking. Where's, he's, the, where's the family button on the he's, keyboard? He's he's fifty four years old making these like edgy teen like drag racing movies. That guy, Jesus Christ! Just the way, just the waning. Whatever fucking, happened to the movie where he was supposed to play Hannibal Barca, like the actual, the actual one, like the original General Hannibal? Like he I was supposed to do, like that. leading the elephants over the Alps to attack Rome. And I was actually really psyched about that movie. It never came out. Did that? Did it ever come out? Uh, 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 Vin Diesel is teasing his Hannibal the Conqueror trilogy. 
This is from over a year ago, this article. So I guess I mean, maybe it just got shut down for COVID. I don't know. There's no... Since as early as 2002, Vin Diesel has been saying he oh. wanted to play Hannibal Barca. All right, then. I mean... See, now, here's the thing. He actually probably is racially... Looks racially like what the Carthaginian Hannibal looked like. This is not a color POC type casting that I would object to, because Hannibal Barca also, was from Carthage, the northern decide, coast of Africa. He probably looked like Vin Diesel. I thought we just settled that Vin Diesel was white. That's what I have in the notes. Oh, well, yeah, he's okay. So there you go. Even better. He's Italian. Even better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I've never heard about that before. And I just, no, I remember because I used to love like it's like I used to love sword and sandal movies, and this would be like yes, you do. and I was like, oh, it'd be great if Hollywood we had some like new cool epic sword and sandal. Of course, nowadays it'd just be filled with homosexuality. <laughs> but like, well, in twenty twenty one, it's sword and sandler movies. You get Adam Sandler in there, sword and sandler like, ruin everything. Yeah, see, it's it's funny because it's also like you can't I feel like I've it's made like that joke not, before. Vin Diesel as Hannibal is not a miscast. It's it's yeah. like fine. Like for it's as long as the Romans were all white, which they probably wouldn't. You be. keep what you kill. Oh, that's a different movie. And if uh, I like that movie, actually. I like him as a necromonger. Like, that was wait, no, he wasn't a necromonger. Want, he was a Furian, the Fast and the Furians. That's what they should do, like I racing cars in space. Whenever I was younger, I did not appreciate that film, but now I absolutely love oh, it. Oh, that's like one of my favorite cheesy space operas. Yeah, I, and I was so mad when they did a third Riddick movie, and they just like went like, let's just redo Pitch Black. I was like, fuck you. Redo the Chronicles of Riddick, or continue the goddamn... Like, they didn't continue the story, they just went back to a planet where he was fighting with fucking creatures. I was so mad. It, it was fun. It was, it was like so much fun. and schlocky, and it was, it was great. You had the guy with the, I know it's pretty, but I don't want you to just look at it. Like, they had that black guy as the imam. And they, they had the sideburns. Yeah. The guy's just sideburns. That's his role. Dude, Skittish I, almost, I don't want this to make... It looked like animal. the lead singer of Godsmack. <laughs> Didn't everyone back then? 2002. <laughs> Look like this. So I really Sullier don't want them to actually make, even though Vin Diesel would be fine as Hannibal, the guy that ultimately killed Hannibal's name was Scipio Africanus. And they'll probably, that means he was black, right? So, yes. Yeah, that means he was black. <sighs> they'll probably make him black. They'll probably make Scipio black. Netflix then put, will. Then put him on. Scipio was literally like blonde. Put him Netflix on Black Wonder Years. Did I tell you about what Black Wonder Years? I know I told you about yes. Black Wonder, but it's even worse. Black Wonder Years. But it's even worse than I thought. They are actually setting it in the '60s, like the original Wonder Years. So it's not just like it's like supposed to be like a nice nigger family in the '60s. Like well, the years probably were better in the '60s. Actually, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Well, this is po- it's like 1968 was when the show so, started. So why are the so. 60s the Wonder Years for blacks, right? Did yeah, they not have rights until? Is the Wonder Years like start right in 1964? The original show started after all that stuff. <laughs> it's, I mean, like it's like Jim Crow or the Wonder Years. Yes. <laughs> I just find that I I just assumed they were going to make like the nice black family now. They, they yeah, there's no that. way anybody would believe that right now is a wonder years. Everyone hates it. Even blacks. But they just don't know why. I hate everything. Let's take a break. Somebody, what are we somebody on do? the forum posted oh. photos of Lena Dunham. Oh, is that who that fat bitch was? She Dude. has gained like 100 pounds. 
It's funny this to see, a, like... Why is this something we... Talk, why do we even talk about this? She's just, uh, just, it's just a train wreck, man. Just a fat, ugly Jew. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, she's it's, just disgusting. It's, it's funny to look at a picture of Lena Dunham. Like, wow, she's really let herself go. It's like, well, where was she in the first place? Like, no, where... Yeah, yeah, let she had already, go from what? She had already let herself go. It's like, she pulled one ripcord, that and was now her, she pulled the other. That was her thing. It was like the backup ripcord has been pulled. Like, being... <laughs> her thing was like, I'm, I'm actually fat. And, yeah. and pretty and ugly and undesirable. Yet here I am. I, it all like average girls can relate to me. They should never actually try and aspire to be anything better. That's the message of that show. You're just a normal girl. Look, you're fat, you're overweight, and you're ugly, and you eat, and you are offensive, and you can't get dates, and you fart, and you and pick I have, your nose or whatever. And, and I have like, a, look, just be like that because it's fun. All these things, and I have a TV show. Jewish. I'm Jewish and a woman. Right. How'd that happen? They should redo girls with like Talia Lobin starring. <laughs> mm, that's disgusting. Oh, uh, anyway. All right, let's uh let's take a break. We'll be back. Yeah. You are listening to the Daily Show as racist and sexist as they can be. We're gonna offend you, isn't it funny? La 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 la. Back from another break of nothing. Because there's no a more... A break sh- of nothing? Well, yeah, there was no break. It's just like two bumper music things. Crossfade. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't I mean, for us, we took a break. I had some lunch. Mike had some water. Alex, I don't know. Maybe he was like... Oh, he's eating lunch right now. That's good. And, oh, uh, I wanted to grab something. Uh, it's just oh. like right over there. I'll be All right. right. You, you, you just filibuster. You got to reach out and grab it. You got to just know how to reach out and grab it. So, yeah, there used to be, you know, the, the Chateau Atis, like, his work is done, so we can't very well, like, right, ask right. him, like, right. what to, yeah. like, to everybody's do more. It's like his, well, yeah, everybody's autistic. Everybody agrees with him, like, but his content is finished. Like, there's no, he wrote the last chapter of of his manifesto, like, years ago. I guess we should, I should find all the bits, and I always say I'll find all the bits and start replaying them, but it's kind of like, I don't want to retread. That's, I think that's what has, I think that's what has me about the uh, the stream that we're going to critique for a second here. Is um mm. I don't like with with Chateau Atis like going back to that like that's greatest hits this stream and these narratives that I'm hearing r- lately they're like like reliving like a compilation of the worst moments like we're retreading retreading lessons we've already learned yeah. and these things are being yeah. these points are being stated with utter like clarity and 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 moral confidence as if they're not totally wrong and haven't been demonstrated as totally wrong like several times. And then being told that like you're some kind of cynical black pilled weirdo if you're if you're not it's like well no it's like we've been through this before you can't have you can't have this institutional influence that you're opining about but anyway the thing I wanted to well, I want to do some show and tell first oh we did it sure so you know how we saw we were looking at that the books introduced by that guy Sam Sloan oh the yeah. Hitler book. <laughs> Yeah, it was like yes. to Trump. Oh my I god! Got my actual, I got a used copy of that book. Oh, I think I had the um, Sloan copy. I wanted to see Sloan. No, I didn't get the Sloan copy. I wanted. My I didn't new, want a, this. I, I didn't want a book all polluted like that. Anyway, <laughs> so I got this from a used bookstore. Don't nice. Ask how much it was? It wasn't as much as you think. And but inside, the guy wrote me a little note and included this. Free Rudolph Hess. It's wow. Free Rudolph Hess. Wow. And it's old. It's a sticker. It's not a book. I thought it was a bookmark. It's a sticker. Well, it is now. And I'm not going to peel it off because it's like really old. It's a bookmark now, So right? I guess that's a sticker that was given 
Uh, now, here, here's my thing. Either the owner of this book put this in that and used it as a bookmark, and it was in there, and so the guy included it, or the guy that sold this, the used bookstore from whence I bought this, Winst. is our guy, and I think, or is, is just like into Nazi stuff. And I think that might be the case because I also got a little handwritten note, which I'm not going to read because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So anyway. We're good. Cool. Um, I'm just trying cool. to just, like, you, you're, you, you're into Nazi stuff, but you're also not our guy. Like, how would that work? Well, some yeah, people just sell. Uh, stuff, but these are just tedious guys. Nah. Okay. Well, he might <laughs> well, not I'll be a podcast what, listener. You, you never what. know. I went to um, one of those big antique malls. Uh, in Ohio, there are some of them are in Ohio. They're all over the country. The big, big antique malls. They're like huge, multi antique. There's multiple booths and 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 lo- they're little shops actually. They're not just booths. They're like little, many, many little antique shops. And basically, usually they work like you see stuff, you see something you like. They take it from. They give you a a ticket, which is like your bin number. And then if you like something, you're like, here, put this in bin, this, put this in this bin number. And then you go and you collect your bin, you pay for it, and then the money is distributed to the various dealers. Anyway, I went to one a couple months ago as we were driving back from our vacation. And there was a whole cabinet of Nazi stuff. Okay. So I was looking at it with interest. I was perusing it or whatever. And then I went and I looked at other stuff. And then I came back. And as I walked by, the dealer was there. He was had the cabinet open and was doing stuff, so I went to talk to him because I figured, you know, maybe he's our guy. And if he is, he was not in a million years going to let anybody know it because he was like, well, just so you know, uh, everything here, donations are made to the local VA, Veterans Hospital, like half the profits go to that and this. And when he said donations are mm-hmm. made, I was like, don't say the fucking ADL. Don't say the fucking ADL. Don't say the – and he didn't. I was like, okay, Veterans Hospital, I can live with that. I even told him. I even told him. I was like, I thought you were going to say the ADL, and he didn't respond. So he's either. Pro- <laughs> I'm guessing he probably is our guy, but he's just like I don't want to admit it because, like this, I'm dealing in this stuff and I have to present this front as if it's like I'm just doing this for like the sake of history and all this crap, right? So he gave me this spiel, but then he told. He then said other things that indicated that he was right wing. So I don't know, but he could just probably, but. Like I don't see somebody dealing in Nazi memorabilia as their work, their living, well, if they're not into it. But that's also – I'm also wary of guys that are too into that because then you're just like living in the past, you know? I was going to say like why are you selling it to be hoarding it? Just keep it all. Well, he's got a you know he he said he lo- he said I'm it was really teasing. exhilarating and exciting to hunt down items and find them and stuff. So he's doing spending his time doing that. And I was like, do you do anything else? Like, do you do other military stuff? From the-? he's like, I used to do. He said, I used to do Civil War stuff, but he's like, the market for that got really saturated and mm. and um really there's not much money in Civil War stuff, particularly. Like he's like no one ever wanted union stuff, and the market for Confederate stuff is drying up. Uh, he's like it's most it was mostly older people that wanted it, younger people want Nazi stuff. <laughs> That's what he told me. That's what he told me. That's pretty cool. I like that. He's like the market. He's like Nazi stuff is always huge money in the market. He's like he's Hear like that? if you want to buy a piece from me, I'll advise you. Hear that, like, you want to go for like durables? Like I didn't, I didn't buy anything because it's just too expensive, right? But he's like yeah, like. 
Because he's like, okay, we got some knives and stuff. How much for that? Like that SS? He's like, that's 800 He's like, but the Italian is going to be 1500 in two years. And I was like, yeah, I'm not paying $800 for a knife, dude. Like, I was Sorry, McNabb. Confederate you know. memorabilia. That's boomer shit now. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what he was saying to me. Because <laughs> I was amazed. I saw more Nazi stuff yeah. in the antique mall than I saw Confederate stuff. Legitimately. I didn't wow. see any. Now, it was in Ohio, but still, you would think, right? You'd think you'd see some, mm. particularly when there was like two different. And he was, I, he even told me, he's like, look, there's other National Socialist stuff in this mall. He's like, it's probably fake or it's not what it purports to be or something. But all of it's like weird stuff. Like one of it was like a collar that went, or like a cuff on like an SS uniform was like $400. I was like, dude, that's, I can't, I'm not into that. I'm not into the, that scene, right? Of like the collectible stuff. I know there are people that are, and that's cool, but it's not my thing because I'm like, I saw what this guy had done where his world became just going and finding these artifacts, which I'm glad someone's doing it. But I'm like, you should refuse to sell it to Jews. And then he, of course, he says, some of my best clients are actually Jews. And I'm like, see, yeah, they're going to destroy this stuff, you asshole. Don't like. <sighs> hate everything. Yeah. yeah. But he was, <sighs> again, I don't know if he's telling the truth or if he didn't want to reveal, but I'm like, dude. You're going to deal, as a dealer of this stuff, you're dealing with two kinds of people. Nazis and Jews. Jews that want to destroy it and Nazis that want to have it. Okay? You are not, when someone expresses interest in the, the materials you have, it's because they like Nazism. It's not because they like history. I mean, I happen to like both. And most that's mostly what it is that people like. Anyway, I mean, he was like a nice guy, but I got this, I got this just really weird vibe from him. Like he was a really weird, and I thought maybe he was Jewish, but he's not. Isn't he? You know, he's he's definitely not. But um, yeah, he gave me a weird fucking vibe, man. I'll tell you that much. But anyway, that's all. But all this right. is a book. This is different than I see books. Yes, I will buy book. I don't want to buy like flags and knives and I don't know. I just feel kind of silly about it. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't want to have a yeah. anyway. You don't have a sh- you don't have a shrine that they can uh, put on the front page of your. I mean, I've got a few get... items of things I like having, and people send them, and I I enjoy getting them. But it's like I'm not I'm not going to create a Hitler shrine in my house. No, mm. you, know, you know what I'm working <laughs> on. You know what I'm working on. So I got I got the shrine. I got the, no. I've got this. Well, sort of in a roundabout way. I've got this guitar. I filled in. I filled in the routes from the tremolo, and I made it. I made it hardtail, which means now the the paint finish is ruined because of all the filling in of what I did. And I've got three shades of blue and a gray, and I'm trying to figure out a way to make like a distressed Prussian blue finish on this V. So it'll be like this amazing. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah I don't know how to. I don't know <laughs> how to. Maybe you could just gas it. Yeah, I guess I could just gas it. And it would just turn. Well, I don't know. If there's any. There's, it's wood, so there's no iron in it. I'd have to get some iron into it. Isn't that what the combination is? You have the gas and the iron from the. Yeah, I don't know how to make the blotchy blue stains on the on the flying V. I don't know how to oh, do man, that. That's going to be hard. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like Could you coat it with some iron-based? Well, I'm, I'm going to be going with like the techniques of like, all right, let's 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 spray several layers of different colors and then start sanding and see what happens. There's that w- version of distress. There's like using like wet rags with lacquer thinner to like blotch it out. There's several. Yeah. I'm look. I was looking at this YouTube channel where this guy basically this guy was able to take like PVC pipe. And using different spray paints and techniques, he made it like a rusty iron pipe. It was awesome. So I 
Probably gonna look into that. Video. Yeah, it was kind of cool, but uh, I don't know how I'm gonna. Let's just, do it. let's just watch that video this hour. Speaking <laughs> of Rust, you know, it was funny. I saw this. I was watching. I was looking at some uh, like uh, Holocaust debate because sometimes you occasionally get Holocaust style threads on like Nine Gag, and I was looking at one. And in order to prove uh, the gas chamber or whatever, somebody posted one of these pictures from like Dachau, which they always there was one picture they always post, which is an American soldier looking at his signs is like danger gas. Of course, it's not even saying that's a um, not even saying that's a, a, a human gas chamber or whatever. And they had some other door, right? And they had a picture that they have at the museum, and like this door because they were they were going against the wooden door thing. Yeah, and it was like this. It was like, so they had, they're like, no, here's a door, a rusty metal door that was a door to a gas chamber at such and such a camp. And the guy was like, why isn't the rust blue? <laughs> because it would be. It would be. You're right? absolutely right. Because cause when iron oxidizes, it becomes red. And when it mm. reacts with cyanide, it becomes blue. When it's cyanided. Well, well, it would be on the outside of the door. Maybe that's why. Well, the inside could be blue and the outside could be red. It's fucking complicated paint job right there. I'm I mean, sure I can get a YouTube channel to do it. You know that. why your blood is red? Because it's oxygen makes it red when it interacts with the iron in it. You know why bricks are red? Because they got iron oxide in them. I was trying to think of a joke for why so, my blood is so red. So literally, it came up if empty. you get cyanided, your blood turns blue. That might be why they were saying that these people turn blue when they get cyanided. I don't think they do, but just their blood does. Because your blood, half your blood is blue half the time anyway. So right, like right, your venal blood, venal, blue, right? Is that not true? At least uh, it's true in diagrams. I'd have, to, I'd have to like dig into some stuff. I mean, your veins look blue. Yeah. under your skin. Yeah, it's deoxygenated blood. Right, but cyanided blood would be blue, right? Wouldn't it? No, not I don't necessarily. Know about that. Yeah, I guess not necessarily. But I mean, I'm just going to say. I well, think you can't. Be. You can't cut it open and you can't cut open and look because it instantly turns red. Because right, because right, the, the way this works is it affects like cellular respiration. So like yeah, the oxygen right. still bound to hemoglobin, right? It's just. I think the cyanide way. binds to you. the same site. The, it blocks the oxygen. I can't. I can't fucking remember. I don't. I don't like, feel like going down that road right now. What's funny is because carbon monoxide does the same thing, but it turns you yeah. pink. Pink. Yeah. No, I'm not really was, going down that road. But I thought I it was cherry it, red. It, it, wasn't that cyanide was, and CO, cyanide and carbon monoxide? Um, basically do the same thing to you, which is deprive your blood of oxygen. God. Uh, but the, my thing is that because... Alright, let me look again. I, but I my thing it. is I would bet you that like your blood turns the color of Prussian blue if you get cyanided. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Be happy to be wrong on that. My blood There's is so Prussian toxic, blue toxic, just out of... Uh, confidence and moral clarity. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Because no one got killed that way anyway, so right. we don't know. We don't have data. We don't have any data on this because we have zero data. That we have zero, zero cases of this. Listen, so if any, we have nothing. If anybody, no if anybody, yeah, yeah, if yeah, anybody yeah. ever it's, happens it's, to kill a large number of people using using cyanide, it's basically we'll stopping cells from using oxygen. Right. Yeah, it's the same thing that uh, carbon monoxide. Not is. exactly. Carbon monoxide is binding to hemoglobin. It's replacing oxygen. This is just stopping you from using it. Oh, oh okay. So there's a so there's a difference here, but. Effectively, it's going to do the same thing to you. One turns you pink and one blue. But it, there was these claims that the Jews turned blue in the gas chamber. Those are obviously just well, not true. Because That's we, insane. Stupid. Because we don't have executed prisoners turning blue. They just are like dead. They're just, just a, a person that's dead. 
They're not a blue person. No, I remember digging into this before and being like, that that makes no sense. Like, you're just saying that they turn blue because you think that's because it sounds scary. Yeah, that's not good in a story. Well, yeah, if I wasn't, if I was deprived of oxygen, what would I look like? Blue. Yeah, it's like, oh, what if I don't have air? I'll turn blue. Okay, good enough for me. But yeah, so, so yeah, you heard something that you felt we should respond to, and it's not so much responding. It's just like there's, uh, I just come across a bad narrative that didn't get any pushback, and I think someone should provide a pushback. And well, that's what. Yeah, I think that people, but I think people also, um, it's essentially people that are using the label like dissident dissident right and like you're not doing anything dissident-y if, you, if it makes sense like this person is was making the argument I don't have the timestamp for this but making the argument that what you need is institutional influence and was using the what we were talking about in the first hour it was like you're let's let's go into the GOP and take it over and it's like how many times do we have to go over this? I mean, you my know. thing is like the institutional influence argument. I understand what you're saying. Yes. The problem is there is a group. There, the problem is that they are dedicated to blocking you, detecting mm-hmm. you, and blocking you from institute, particularly the GOP, but liberal institutions even more so. Uh, the GOP will like play footsie, depending on how non-radical you're willing to be but they'll never give you anything they will they will tempt you with rhetoric but they'll never give you anything liberal institutions will shut you out entirely well, it's, it's like but, we talked about in the first hour like the, the the people are really paying attention to this these jewish academics they are more concerned about a competing institution yes not the center right itself transforming into fascism there were no they are more concerned and, yeah. with people that go looking at center right politics and do not accept center-right politics as a package that unbundle. They are concerned about the unbundling. With, they are actually concerned with the center-right unbundling. That's what I want to do. I want to unbundle, unbundle. the center-right. Right. That's what we are trying to do here. We're trying to unbundle these ideas. From each so. other. I want to unbundle socially conservative ideas from libertarianism. I want to mm-hmm. unbundle that. So this stream was, this stream was posted on Bang. It's a Keith Wood stream. It's got Josh Neal, who's very good. Uh, Keith, of course, is good, and I don't, I don't know this Imperium press, but the guy talking, his name is Joel. I don't really know what his deal is, but he's an Aussie. Uh, Ranbot has disavowed him. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's broken up about that. <laughs> okay, but anyway, he is a very like silly. I just want to, I just want to play well, this and have yeah, you. And it's just like, I know, I'm just getting some stuff wrong. You know, it's what I mean. Well, here anyway. Yeah. Let's listen to you it. You could. Yeah. Let's listen. To it. I think, you, like when you look at states, basically they have two fundamental concerns. One is internal security, <sighs> and one is external security, right? Because states' raison d'être okay. is. I'm just going to mute myself. I'll let you handle. I just feel like you. <laughs> I I don't have to stop there, but I'm already like, is that is that true? Like we should. These are the kinds of things we should actually be asking ourselves. These are axiomatic in libertarian, particularly libertarian circles, this kind of stuff. But, like, is that really true? Is that the prime? Because is that really the prime? Because right now I don't actually think internal security is the objective of the United States. In fact, I would say specifically it's not. No, well, it depends on how yeah, you determine security. Well, right? a, the, th- the theme running through his entire like, little speech here is basically not on either ref- 
either not saying or doesn't actually understand who's running the United States and for what purpose. Right. So it's sort of because the fundamental, say, like, and it just goes on. What do you mean by internal? Seriously, think. I'm, I'm going to break it down. What do you mean by internal security? Do you mean less crime, less violence, the citizens are safe and happy? Because that is not as that is absolutely provably not one of the main concerns of the United States. In fact, the United States sabotages that for ideological reasons. Right. For racial ideological yep. reasons, it sabotages its own internal security, and it, and it pretends. Now, for the regime security, for Jewish security, they need to pit, they, they don't care about black crime. They don't care about cartels drink, bringing drugs. They don't care about opiates. They don't care about uh, all, of the, all of these things. But they do care about one particular brand of politics that's a direct threat to them. And that is what they label terrorism. And that is what the internal security forces focus on. Right. So it's not – they are not focused on internal security. Now, internal and, – and I would say well, um, most it's basically not everybody's internal security. That's the simplest way to put it. It's not like the state and, and it's not the internal safety and security of the state and the right. citizens of the state. Very few states actually in history have ever been actually dedicated to that. Right. So let's keep going because this is just the foundation for. It's typically the dominant yeah. institutional agency within a geographical territory. So that just, you know, it, it follows. Now, I think the reason it why doesn't. America has become so <laughs> cucked and lame is precisely because it dominated uh, its external rivals so successfully in the 20th century. The kind Just of, not its internal ones. Of insanity Maybe of Vietnam. this social engineering project that it embarked upon was only possible because of this. And, and secondarily, the way that it dominated was also key to this because America is a sea power. It had to kind of open up world markets. Into the thing with the immigration. Oh, no! I went to hit pause and I hit the... <laughs> I was going to say the American Amer- United States is actually a J power. That was my little joke. Oh my god! All right, I'm sorry if we have to like retread some of this, but well, I mean, I can filibuster for that. Like, I think that these this is branching into the territory of kind of like a just America, so story. That, okay, there we go. Again, the CPAC power. The problem. This kind of shows you like. You can't avoid the, the JQ. You just can't because well, this is what happens when if you, you do. To, I mean, I don't know if he's will, I don't know if he's willfully. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know if he's willfully avoiding it. I'm not going to pass or, aspersions on somebody if I don't know. I'm just I just disagree. It's, it's just it's just a disagreement. Like I'm just making a different argument than he is. That's all it is. Right? This guy's like, clearly just a Jew. I, I am not saying that, and I'm not saying that he's deliberately <laughs> avoiding. The, he might just think it's no. Wrong he's definitely. Thing, but Jewish. then you went. My point is, you find yourself telling just so stories when you won't just admit no the united states is run by jews uh the last world war that made the united states a dominant world power was fought on behalf of jews and since then the united states has pursued a foreign and internal policy that benefits and entrenches jews in power which is the the social Uh, engineering project that he mentioned is like that is social is engineering a safe space for jews in this nation to like be wealthy and stuff and fuck up everybody else so there's no engineering is to break down any kind of cohesive identity that might exclude jews right or might run the risk of excluding jews which a white christian identity would so therefore, United States, which was identified as a white Christian country, 
you know, I know like we don't do Christian as part of our politics, um, but it was part of the identity of, of America and Europe for a long time. But it was also racial. Like when you saw a white person, you maybe you call them white, maybe you call them Christian, but the identifier was they were white. Um, and so that's what it was. And that identity excludes Jews. And so if a cohesive national identity was to be built, that would exclude Jews. So. One of the, you know, in Europe, they already had these identities and Jews are breaking them down too. So that's why it was pursued. And the overseas foreign policy of America was pursued to, one, expand America's markets and America's cultural influence to expand the breaking down of internally cohesive racial ethnic groups in states to make more and more areas comfortable for Jews and then to make Jews wealthier, and then to expand the living space for Israel. This is what the United States, this is the project that it has been engaged in. And you cannot talk coherently about United the United States policy unless you admit well, this fact. Well, I mean, they can sort of do it. Like, you can hear the kind of language he uses. Um, well, it's coherent, but it's just... But it's also, it's, it's it's, it sounds very impressed with itself. It sounds I, like I, something that's smart. And it I, sounds big brain. And yeah. I think that like the response would be like you're just obsessed with these Jew people. Like what's wrong with you? Like well, you can fine, try to hide behind that like, stuff. And it's just that, like that's a response I often get. But what I would say to that is, well, you're not wrong that there's like other issues and other problems in the world than Jews. As I said in the last hour, the problem is you can't even discuss what those things are. So the United States expands Until, its markets. It expands its market into Israel, and what we do is we give Israel a bunch of money, and then they buy stuff from us with the money that we get. What? Well, here, here's interesting my economic strategy. If you're going to talk about something that the United States theoretically every big brain guy says is, very, is energy security, right? <laughs> okay. The energy security, and that, no, it's a truly actually something a country this big with this much, this many cars and this much infrastructure should be worried about, right? So, why on earth would you be allies with Israel if that's your if that's your concern? Because not only is does Israel not have oil, Israel when it started in 1948 was directly antagonistic with all these Arab states that had a ton of oil. So if, if you're interested in like energy security, then you could just easily say, well, yeah, no. So like, we're going to go, we're just going to deal with these Arabs. So because they've not, got the oil we need. Sorry, Jews. Like so we he, could do that. Right. And we don't do that. We actually run a deficit in our trade with Israel, $5 billion deficit. Well, Israel's so small, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but even then we get cucked. So, you well, think he, that we actually would export more to them, but we, right? then we don't. <laughs> so he keeps going, and I want to get your visceral reacts yeah. as it keeps going. I'm, cause... I'm stirring my tea here, by the way. I've got oh some iced tea here. You're like Mike Hexenhammer. Can you like? Can you like? Uh, can, you, can you tinkle it for the microphone for us? This is iced tea. Oh, well, I, can. Oh. I got to stir it hard because I got like honey lodged in the can, bottom of this glass. Cop killer. Stir it up. You got a cop killer in there. Can you hear that? Yeah, I was talking about iced tea, though. Body count? SVU? Oh, gotcha. Mm, no, no. Stick hex in here. This tea looks like grape drink, though, because it's got like a blueberry element to it. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Let's tastes go back. Good. It actually tastes kind of Let's go back to America being a J-Power. Here we go. Well, it had to kind of open up world markets into this global yes, trade true. system in order to, uh, you know, enable to, like the integration of 
these these foreign states into its into its uh, sphere of influence into into becoming dependent upon its uh, capacity to secure them through its you know navy and so forth. Um, this meant that it had to basically sabotage nationalism uh, in Western Europe yes. in particular, um, mm-hmm. but all over the world to an extent. E- even states where best. it promoted nationalism, like in South Korea or Japan to an extent. Um, as soon as these states get off the ground, it, it, it tries to wind that back and sabotage this. So basically what America did was it elevated a bunch of elites uh, to power that were really good at sabotaging nationalisms in foreign states. I mean, mm-hmm. I, mean I can't really argue with them there. Not entirely wrong, but can we be more specific here? But also, I wouldn't say it's like America didn't elevate it. They just took it over. Now, America did have certain structural. Now, one thing, one conversation might be interesting. What is it that America did that left itself open to being taken over by Jews? But elites that are very good at sabotaging nationalism—that's Jews. You're talking about Jews, dude. And I think you know, even if you don't know and you don't want to say, that's fine. But you, we can call elites that are very good at sabotaging nationalism. That's good. Now, 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 you could argue there's some there's goys and Gentiles that are good too. That's true. That's true, but I would say this: they would not be an all-encompassing, exhaustive power if not for Jews. There would be Gentiles, there would be white people that had probably were like lived had like lived hard politics, wanted to sabotage national. There always have been, mm-hmm. right? There's always been a certain lived hard element, right? It's going to be there, but it wouldn't be basically invested with all social power. As like the lieutenants of Jews in administering social power, if if not for Jews, right? If not for the Jewish takeover of the system and the effective the connivance of the center right and the conservative parties with that, with Jews being part of that power system. Because the only way, here's the thing: you know how you be a true radical and dissident in America? There's really only one way. You Donate have to the GOP. Jewish oh. If you don't, then you're just a Republican. Because no matter what, your politics can just be fit into the Republican Party. The Republican Party has no problem with what this guy says. At all. No, that's, that stuff's all great. That's all works for them. They're fine with it. Yeah. I mean, especially because... No, it's not going to so, give you nationalism it's so, of it, any sort, not even civics. But. It's so Rodrian in that there's no way out from it. It's like, oh, oh you've, 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 you've identified, uh, you've got a little narrative on what happened in the 20th century that is not actionable. Mm-hmm. It's not reversible, but it's very cute. Thank you. Please, well, you know. Now, I agree with this guy in one thing. I mean, I agree with some, some – he's getting, like, very close. He's just not capping it off, right, with some of the stuff like right. yeah, America. He, he's wrong that, like, I believe ultimately America's power – sure, you could say it ultimately rests on the military, but that is not – that that is not taken seriously anymore, right? Like after all the debacles, like people don't really take America seriously militarily. Still economically they do. And the way America dominates, the way Jews use the United States to extend their cultural influence is mainly through markets. Right. And that is why you have the Jew, the type of big brain Jews trying to get some kind of Iran deal or color revolutions or stuff. But even that method of, of exporting power has kind of hit a limit because people now see liberalism. They see like youth liberalism movements in various countries and they're like, okay – 
that's the fucking CIA gay op. Like, <laughs> that's not real. Like, like nobody, nobody, nobody does that shit. Like, it worked like 15 years ago. People bought it, but now it's like, yeah, no, that's some fucking, oh. that's some fucking intelligence agency shit. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, sure, like, markets are one of the ways America dominates. Absolutely. But America is dominated by Jews, and then Jews use these market dominance to export Jewish values, which is how, why they have been selling to Europe for generations now. The destruction of a European national identity, of a European identity and of a European national identity, and of a racial identity. And they've been, you know, and so, uh, you know, you talk about this crazy social engineering problem. The thing is, you cannot make it. Here's my here's the thing I would say. I'm obsessed with the Jews. Fine. You can say that. But you cannot make. America's policies. And now you're increasingly Europe's policies. Merkel's, you can't make Angela Merkel's policies make sense unless you understand Jewish power. Yes, if it's right, you can't. It basically, all you're left with is like, it wow, just, America. You're left with like, why is America behaving in like an insane? Or what he said, it's, it's insane. Or what he said, cucked and lame. Like it's that's that's not what it is. But when you but don't, why would it be that way? Right. Like, you you got to have a better. I mean, this is him trying to explain why America behaves in ways that right. don't make sense. outwardly make sense. Right. And you cannot answer that unless unless you, you say unless you say that, no and you ask about Zionism in yeah. Israel. <laughs> that that question is only answerable in one way, which is Jews. I'm sorry, and I know. Yes, there's other issues in the world. There are. There's plenty of other issues, but we can't. Like I said, can't talk about them. Until Jews are out of the way. We can't talk about energy independence for America. Right. We can't talk about a, a good energy policy for America. We can't talk about a good trade policy for America. We can't talk about a good cultural policy for America, racial policy. We can't talk about any of that stuff because it's not just that Jews dominate them. Jews, like I said, Jews make them retarded and unintelligible. They make it just impossible to even have the conversation. Um, so – you know, unless you're going to confront that head on, then it doesn't really matter, in my opinion. Like, it's silly. And now this guy gets frustrated at some point with the people in the chat, and he says, um, oh, if you know, no. all, I see guys saying no political solution, and I just disagree. And I actually agreed with everything he said after he said that. I do agree with everything he said after he said that. Because I would say, though, I think that... I think that's coming right here. Yeah. I agree with this, but I'm not sure if there's like other context to it. But I agree with what he says here. Well, um, the, the people in the, the people, people say the people in the chat that are telling him there's no political yeah. solution. They're referring to his yeah. earlier narratives about mm -hmm. doing GOP infiltration. Right. That's I think the basic. So yeah. I agree with his sentiments on the idea of no political solution. I agree with that, but. Um, and I think that a lot of people – I urge people not to say – I was trying – I always say there's only a political solution. Mm -hmm. However, it's not the GOP. The GOP is like not a political – that is not a political solution. That is a political – that is absolutely a political dead end for sure. Um, and, you know, I, I believe that uh, Super Chatter refers to the NJP as like a splinter group or something. I don't even – whatever. Like the thing is this. NJP – tells you what we want we have an, a coherent 25 point platform we tell you what our ideology is we tell you what we want and we organize uh, groups of people together in ever increasing numbers of people that come to our events that's our strategy that's what we want to do um you can probably guess where we got the inspiration from that for that strategy from 
Um, and that's our answer to this idea of no political solution. This is what we are doing. Now, you might not like it. That's fine. But this is our answer to the idea of... It'd be a lot cooler what, if you did. Yeah. You just liked it. Yeah, no reason. I mean, There's no reason enjoy, not you could to. Just come be, you could just help us grow the thing that we have put in motion. Well, um, he's one of these guys where he's got these. I'm not. I mean, this guy's not going to do it. That's fine. Whatever. I'm not even. Well, I'm just. I'm, saying, just, I'm like, worried about the audience because people spread these narratives about how, like, uh, boy, yeah. when is somebody going to step up to the plate? It's like, well, when are you just? When are you going to step up to the plate? Like, somebody stood up to the plate. There's plenty of stuff that you could support. You're just sitting on the side and like, ah, jeez. You yeah, know, there's, uh, I, there's a tendency these I've guys seen are, people that are like, I'll wait till you win, then I'll support you. And it's like, that's not really how it works. But that's so just an excuse for now, like, right? boy, you re- you really have uh, taken on the enemy there. Boy, that's bad. They might get in tr- I, I don't know if I want to really. I don't really want to yeah, do this. I know you guys like that. That's, well, yeah, he goes on to blame the victims I don't wanna, on the Charlottesville thing. I, I mean, it's. Pick a fight with just one guy, well, this is why, guy. like, I will pick that well, fight. Well, it's old. That's an old narrative, too. I don't care how old it is. Like you can't say you can't put the question. Why can't you have a protest march without a bunch of you getting arrested? It's like you're asking me. Ask the fucking ask your fucking beloved state that wants to be the ask dominant security. Ask ask the internals the internal security fucking uh, organization of this of this of this land here. Why they reacted to it that way? Why did they right. entrap a bunch of people? They agreed to the per- they granted the permits. They allowed the thing to start. Waited for everybody to show up, and they fucking betrayed everybody who was there for illegal. Yeah. They basically denied everyone their rights and made arrests. They trumped up charges. They took a guy that at best, or I should say at worst, it was guilty of vehicular manslaughter and gave him a four hundred and fifty year fucking sentence. Uh, yeah, Give me I don't a even fucking right. Yeah, I'm saying I'm this. saying at at most if that's you, the most you could put on him. It was vehicular yeah. manslaughter. He had a car accident, and these people like crawl like ah, oh, see what happens. Let's go back. Well, that's like, like sort fuck of funny because it's like you, if you're sort of just in a way, you're kind of like backhandedly justifying what was done. Of course they are. That's that's why that's that's what has of, me. That's what has well, my blood up the entire time. Everything he talks about is tainted with that little narrative, which is it might just be like strategic to try to get a new generation of, of dissidents that aren't going to get in trouble. It's like if you're not getting in trouble, dissidents get in trouble. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's why you're a dissident. That's what happens. Like you can't if you're not getting in trouble, you're not a dissident. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying you Everyone should get gets what I mean by that, right? Like the people with your ideas, not necessarily every single one or whatever, but you're, the, 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 there's a reason why like white nationalist terrorism is like item number one for the FBI and like neo <laughs> reaction is isn't on the list because yeah. <laughs> they don't, they don't even know what it is. And, and if they heard it, they'd be like, this is just some nerd shit. Like what, what, who cares? But the thing is with that is that it's like, okay, so what is it that you, what is it that you say? Now, they would say, okay, but you should have known they were going to do that. Okay, well, why should I have known that? Because there's plenty of people that do protests that this doesn't happen to. What's the criteria that makes it so that they, that if you want to go do a protest, they sabotage it and then arrest you? What's the criteria there? Why would – what would cause them to have that reaction? Well, if you're saying stuff about Jews. Okay, so then that kind of contains within itself the idea that right. Jews are the ones that are in power, right? Right. Because the thing that pissed them off about Charlottesville is Jews will not replace us. That's what got to them. That's what I heard endlessly. That's what literally shook up these Jews. Hearing 
people marching through the streets say that. They tried to make it into a joke. They tried to make it into a meme. But it fucking shook them because they were like, holy shit, in America, there are people saying this. And it's happening again. That's what I heard Jews saying in the immediate aftermath. Of course, since they control the system, they had a furious reaction. The reaction, the furious reaction against Charlottesville was entirely spearheaded by Jews. Mm-hmm. Much the same as January 6th, frankly. And that's another thing, honestly. If you're saying don't like a, a political movement that does a protest and gets everyone thrown in jail, well, that happened to, to fucking like Donald Trump Republican populism on a much larger scale than it happened to Charlottesville. Right, like the number of arrests and and roundups of people, like I don't even think there was like I don't know how many people ultimately got arrested and charged for Charlottesville stuff. It was like not five hundred or seven hundred. It was maybe ten or twenty people that were actually charged criminally is like six. And and then like they had to actually deal with more niggers that got charges, and they had to find a way to drop them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like more niggers were violent that day. Like criminal charges, they got. I think they got like ten or twelve, including like Jacob Goodwin and, and those guys that, in the parking garage. And then there's a lawsuit Which, again, another tra- another travesty of justice. And then there's a lawsuit going on, right? There was in the the plaintiff's lawyer. She's not even suing on behalf of people that. Uh, it's not suing on behalf of the. Uh, she's the, suing on behalf of like Jews. Like she's literally. Yeah, she's I'm not. Well, she's not suing on behalf of uh, what's her face, the fat girl that got that died. She's suing. Yeah, she's she's suing on behalf of like local property owners and business owners. For yeah. having their feelings hurt and she has publicly said that the website that website that the the lawsuit it's not about like extracting any justice or righting any wrongs it's about hemming up and and preventing certain political groups from being able to participate in the political process by basically making them waste all their time and money on this lawsuit she said that publicly it's been brought to the attention of the judge presiding over the case and he's just like mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, who like so? Who are you going to blame for that? Is that is that is that like Richard Spencer's fault? Is it Matt Parrott's fault? Is that uh, the uh, the uh, what were they I called? Mean, as the much alt- as you don't like, maybe you don't like. Was that people, was that the uh, is that their fault? What were they called? The Alt Knights? Is it the Alt Knights' fault? They're named in that suit. I mean, is it? It's are you kidding me? Like this person basically just said, "I'm the uh, hi doing a slap lawsuit." Doing I'm doing a slap right now, and yep. the judge's like, "Yeah, that's fine. Just do your slap. Just slap him around." I mean, I mean, you're, you're gonna, and you're gonna blame that. You're gonna blame that because of some kind of, I don't know what. I don't know what to blame. I don't I mean, know what to pin it on. She basically admitted it was a slap. She said we're she doing said, this so that these guys can't it. do anything. That's what she said. She said that publicly. That's out. There. You can go find the quote. She said that proudly. Slap. Because when you, because when a certain elite runs this country and its system, a certain you can just get away with that. Doing that. That's a clear violation of the rules. It's a clear violation of the rules. I wonder how the oven smoked. You know? Well, that's the thing. It's like America. Why can't? Why can? Why does this Jewish woman get away with doing a slap lawsuit for like slap means strategic lawsuit against public participation? It's because you were cringe. Understand what that means, right? It's because yeah. you didn't know better than to not well, talk it's about cringe. Jews. Cringe is talking about Jews, right? Right. Right. I mean, I'm not even attributing this to this guy all of these things, but this is just what I've heard over the years from gripers, from conservatives, from people that want to infiltrate the GOP, from people that want to keep doing GOP politics. Virginia does have anti-slap laws. Of course it does. Every state does. The question is, get them to, well, yeah, not all states, but get them to enforce them. 
Get them to enforce them. That sounds kind of cringe, too. I mean, the thing is, like, my thing is, like, the reason I, I think it's important for people to try and get stuff right is, like, we only really have a few things that we are very good at, and propaganda is actually one of them. Yeah. Uh, it's one of our strong points. So it's, like, a shame to use it to put out, like, I mean, again, I don't know... Again, this is why I just get frustrated with even narratives that are like adjacent to us, but like the people be like they're only off by like a little bit. No, they're off by a they're huge by a amount. Ton. Even if he's describing something relatively accurately, if he's missing the point of who's in charge of this system, then he's getting it he's getting it wrong. And this and this is just an NRX movement generally. I mean, Mencius Molbug, who's their intellectual guy, went on TV with Tucker Carlson. Now yeah. he gets on TV. Okay. He gets on TV. And says there's nobody at the wheel, right? He did the BAP thing. And he says there's nobody running the system. It's just falling and apart. he's Jewish. It, he's Jewish. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on just, now. And what's just, the other one? Paul Godfrey? Another Jew. Why does the guy in charge have to be a Jew? Yeah, they say in someone's video they would rather have Godfrey be the intellectual reader of this and dissident right lat, lat, rather that than guy, what it's has just that guy like, done in the last 10 years he's like old he's probably retired he's I, th like, I think that's what the, I mean I think that's what the I draw is I one time it was actually at MPI and he looked very old then it was NPI like six years ago and he looked like old and crusty then like what, you want that what, why he, what has he even done that's so great did he do like anti-Zionist stuff, or was he just uh, edgy conservative? Like, he, never... he, he would he would eschew the issue. I think I don't yeah, know. Um, he never really touched on it. It makes but... sense. Yeah. Well, that's what they he want. Would do, like, can we please just do? Yeah. Can we please just do a hard edgy conservatism and eschew the issue of Zionism? Yeah, and... he did basically a hard edgy conservatism. That's what they want and... back. You can't have that. I mean, you can ha if you want to have yeah. that back. You're not you're not taking a long view. You're just doing the long, slow decline. You're losing. That's that is like the taking the long road into into the I mean, future dude, it's like into obscurity paul godfrey you would like him to be the intellectual it's like dude why not just pick a dead person like why not just like why not just like go dig up like a corpse from your from like the, the local cemetery and be like this is my intellectual leader mm. <laughs> like now yeah, he's I jewish he's just old what's he gonna do what's he gonna lead He's fucking old. He's not interested in doing it either. Why would he want to do it? He's like, no, you guys are cringe. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. This is what happens when we're not on YouTube. Yeah, this no, stuff I runs them off. Frustrations. <laughs> um, I just, I, I get it. I, th my thing is, that, like, look. Um, here's where I disagree with you. Here's where I disagree with this narrative. It's not personal. Um, but. I just, I'm not making just any accusations. This. I just heard this and I was like, "This is bad." I don't know why you yeah, have these views. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to, somebody to push back on them, and it's they just decide it would yeah. be you. Well, I think that it's also funny. Like some of the some of the assumptions are interesting. States are focused on. It's like you can't do this axiomatic deduction, dude. That's like you got to examine all these premises. Is it true? Are states really worried now? Maybe generally speaking, is the United States? No. That's what's so puzzling about it. Yeah. That's what makes people that don't understand the JQ scratch their head at the behavior of America because they're like, what? Everything would run better. Doing Everything could like, be like run better and more smoothly. Be in, in their interest. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. America would be a much better country if it was still 85% white. It would be 
wealthier, more prosperous, cleaner. Just imagine healthier, if uh, more powerful in some ways. Imagine if there wasn't like a COVID lockdown induced like shortage of microchips for new cars. Like, is anybody getting wealthy not selling new cars? It wouldn't be a little easier. I mean, there's just all these things that seem ass backwards and not in the country's interest. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, why? Because the interests of the of America, you would think it's like the funniest thing about America. One thing that is sort of hard to figure out, and that's where, like, I think the idea of all of these Jewish intelligence agencies and gay ops that that uh, has been leaking out over the last few years comes from is that like to some extent like there's no real like you could just do right by the american people and and still be rich and powerful yeah, I remember doing this cope like five years <laughs> like, ago. Like, it's not really a cope. It's just no, like, no, I just remember I just went like is every now and then right? you like you plead with them like Zionists kikes Oh, I'm not pleading with Jews. I'm saying like <laughs> Gentiles, like the Gentiles, because that's why I'm saying it's not just bribery. Yeah. Because like, je- like the goys that are running America or that are in positions of power in America, like you could just do the right thing and still oh the goy. be a rich and powerful person, right? But you won't. So there's something other than just money and power that is. It's like I think it is fear of the media is one of them. Uh, the media basically, and 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 the other thing is Jews are very sneaky. Like so, like politicians are very afraid of the media. The media is a big way that Jews control politicians, and then they all the all of these politicians then get a media consultant who's probably Jewish that tells them, well, here one I can get you positive coverage on this network, not because of something you do, but because of somebody I know. So when you hire Jewish like consultants. You're just hiring a Jew that knows another Jew that can make something happen. Like so, you're like, okay, I hired this consultant. Now I can get good media about me in this outlet, right? That's like how that works. So oh, that's shit. one way they control it. The other way is like, well, if you don't do what they want, they're just going to sick like intelligence agents on you. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Did we? Uh, did we collapse? Uh, my uh, VLC media player is being strange. Okay. Well, uh, the, your screen froze. For, oh, it's no, it wasn't froze. It, it wasn't fr- frozen. It was the the VLC media player took up the full monitor. And I, anyway, anyway, I think that's kind of you better close that thing. My point it. is that, like, you know, I think that some of the stuff about America, it's it. I, you're not. He's not entirely wrong about that. But then it's also like, but you got to understand who runs America and why, yeah. and that's the ultimate answer. And if you're not, we got to be. We got that's. That's the thing we have to be able to face. And my opinion is, if we're not going to face that, um, then it really, really is, you should just re- retire. Like, I, I think so. I really think, like, if you don't want to do what we're doing, if you don't want to do what I'm doing, but you genuinely care, you should, like, just retire. Because neo-reactionary stuff, conservative stuff, like, it's... It's been. Tr- it's like we that the we did the trial run, and it failed. Yeah, it totally failed. Well, neo reactionary won't even tell you what they want. That's another problem. Uh, you know, that's another reason why we did the NJP because a lot of times people are like, "What is it you guys even want?" And it's like, well, now we can tell you. Here yeah, it is right there. They're just here's, discovered. 
while you're talking that Instagram is trying to create a kids app. Oh, a kids a kids version of Instagram. Of course, there's actually like some uproar about this. As people rightly point out, oh, you're just going to create like the sexual predator platform. Okay. And they're like, yes. What? They like turn I their fell head down to the left. a rabbit hole. Oh, no. uh, the head of Instagram is a dual citizen. He's an Israeli American. Oh, you didn't know? Nope. I did not know that. It's, it's interesting that I think Instagram is created by two goys. And of course, the Jew always ends up in charge. They buy. They just buy it. They buy these. Yeah. Because a lot of times, when you make a tech product, if you're like a technically inclined Gentile and you build an app or something, you just want to sell it and then retire. I have called. The interesting thing I is have there's named, another controversy about how internal research at Facebook has discovered that. But is this Adam Mosseri? Is that the yeah, guy? Adam Mosseri? Yeah, that guy's very He's Jewish. Jewish as fuck. I have named this segment Insta C Sam. <laughs> Insta C Sam. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, this guy is so Jewish. Oh, my God. So anyway, they've got internal research showing that this stuff is driving suicide rates and self-harm, things like that. And, uh, yeah, Instagram is making people kill themselves and shit. Yeah, like they Not have enough. the documents internally. So and watching is, the state like shut that down because it's like a problem? Well, look, they're, look, they're, look they're at this they're, fucking guy. Look at this picture they chose like to use big, of him. Big tobacco. They're acting the same way. Is that like some play on the Instagram logo? That's, that's, literally, that that's literally like a gay himself? Jewish yes.jpg. Like he's, that's, yes, we have created the pedal platform. Oh my God. Hilarious. I got to show a funny, I got to show a funny picture. I know you're, you're annoyed at sending pictures like this, but I got to send cool. it anyway. This is something I saw browsing a website. It's just, you can keep going. This is just something funny. This is What's something interesting I saw. about Instagram is it's uniquely bad for people because of the way that it sort of promotes certain lifestyle comparisons. <laughs> what the fuck? How do oh, I, I'm sorry, Alex. Go ahead. I'm trying to download this. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it basically, yeah, the influencer culture on Instagram is highly toxic. Highly, right. highly fucking toxic. Highly toxic. Even compared to shit like TikTok, at least TikTok, no. you have to do a performance in a video, right? Like, you can't just showcase your God lifestyle. damn it. How do I get this? Yeah, Instagram is just like, here's the stuff. I And, and ultimately, like, showcasing your lifestyle means, like, look at how nice my house is. Look at how right. like, you're, look, Compare right. your shitty house and, or apartment or, or like, <laughs> your lifestyle. Okay. So, oh, man. This is just another example. Okay, so Don't you coach. might not you might look at this and be like, okay, this is like fine. But I immediately look at this, I'm like, the white guy is crippled. This is like Striker going Why to college. The black guy over there. He, he's the one this is striking Mike going to college. No, I'm joking. Um <laughs> No, well the black guy is perfectly healthy, walking upright, and here you have this quadriplegic white guy. So this is not an accident. This this is like some stock photo for some bank or something like that i i can't remember some company i was paying a bill at had this um yeah it's obviously you know some kind of funding application right so it's probably a bank but i just had to sit on my desktop for like two months because i saw it on some site and i forgot about it and then i opened it up just now and it's like oh shit this thing this is like so look at this perfect illustration this of like, race this relations this is what jews want for america right well this, are, this is already true like white's totally crippled in the face of black Fucking onslaught criminality. And he's just smiling about it. He's just it. smiling about it and looking the other way. Smiling, looking the other way. He's smiling and looking away from the nigger. <laughs> but, but this is just like, this is what Jews want for America. A happy black person, happy yet like obedient, and then just white guy. Well, how do you make it? Well, it just, he's just fucking quadriplegic. Good luck. Good luck with your political movement. Good luck with anything. 
Oh, man. Watching Jews argue about this shit. Uh, Let's see. Most recently, the Wall Street Journal published an article claiming that Facebook has knowingly ignored (laughs) its own research showing Instagram is toxic to the mental health of younger people. Yesterday, the social network refuted that article as well, saying its research said that young people had both positive and negative experiences with social media. Why are they having negative experiences? It's like, Mm. so if, if people are using your product and they're dying, does that count as a negative experience? Like, What's the balance? What's the balance of positive? Are the well, I would I would gather that the influencers are having positive. Experience. That's that's like you've got like a neighborhood like in an inner city full of violence. And you're like, well, people have both positive and negative experiences here. Well, it's Sometimes like it's shot. Like, imagine imagine it being like okay, it's like a class in school, and there's like one kid that's like bullying the other kids, and you're like, well, students are having like both positive and negative experiences of this bullying. Like the bully is enjoying the bullying, and the bullied are having—he's having positive experience, and the bullied are having a negative experience. His experience is so valid. really—it uh, balances out. Well, bullying, bullying smaller, weaker children—it's a valid experience. I can't really tell this person that what he's doing is unacceptable. Oh right. boy! Like we don't. This is one kid. Like <clears throat> kids are having uh, both positive and negative experiences with refusal to share. Um, and who are we to the judge? kids that are refusing to share that they do where they pretend the status quo is inevitable like this this is from Mosseri <clears throat> right here he says the reality oh Jews always set up set it up yeah. a certain way and they pretend like that's just natural yeah that's just how it is yeah. how it's gotta be yeah the reality is the kids are already online and we believe it's developing age appropriate experiences designed specifically for them is far better for parents than where we are today so well, like trans kids and shit like that <sighs> yeah so you have to they're take already online so you might as well show them trannies right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look, what are you going to do? Take away their computers? Yes. <laughs> Take away their phones? Yes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I'll take away their phones, yes. No phones. <laughs> look, kids are already smoking cigarettes. Uh, we're, we're trying to make safer and better cigarettes for them, okay? Dude, if only kids were only smoking cigarettes. <laughs> it's better They're going to smoke the cigarettes and, and, and do the crack. I'm just trying to make sure they have a safer experience. Trying to protect your kids. That's what I'm doing. I'm giving them kid approved crack cocaine. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. good. Some may have negative experiences, but others will have positive. We got both. We have both experiences. <laughs> hmm. Both kinds. A few may overdose, but those other kids, they're gonna be fine. Have a yeah, great I mean time. also, but it's like what does Instagram like really bring the world that we can't just destroy it? Nothing. Can just like just shut uh, it down, like yeah. Someone was saying on Bang the other day that like what Instagram has done with like Whammons is instead of like trying to be in New York City or like where all the crazy night life is and like doing a lot of drugs and getting banged, like now they would rather like get banged on a mountaintop after a hike so they can take pictures of it. But it can't be a very long hike. Well, hike well I mean, like the, the idea the idea was like it is it is adjusted. It's made an adjustment to like where women are seeking like the validation upcomings and then you know sexual domination mm-hmm. like it's instead of inner city nightlife where it's like boring and you're just you know they want to be in the great outdoors now yeah yeah, yeah. well it's a pretty funny it's a pretty funny perspective as a trend in in advertising is that um and instagram fits into this perfectly in the, in the so-called like influencer culture which people fucking hate that stuff other places on the internet like yeah. they, they make fun of the whole idea of it yeah, but um, is one thing I noticed with with like advertising is that you know you, you usually whenever you see you don't see white men really at all unless they're fat and stupid. 
<laughs> families are usually black or brown of some mm-hmm. kind, and white women can often be very pretty and thin, but they will be by themselves yeah. in some aspirational location. So if you go, if you're like at the airport and you're walking around and you look at the advertising on the walls uh, and the airport or at the train station or something like that, you see this all the time in New York. I haven't, you know, there's not much advertising around where I live anymore, but it would always be the aspirational white woman by herself. Now, it would either be in like Paris or, or some other historical site or the woods somewhere, but they would always be by themselves. Always, always by never with somebody. And white women that were with somebody, like, you know, home, domestic situation would be with a black or a brown of some kind. Very interesting. Yeah. And always the the stuff that's marketed to upper middle class, right? Uh, middle class, upper middle class white women is this type of stuff. And yes, the issue is now women, you can't even blame women. Women, uh, for obvious natural reasons, seek status and 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 want to display it and want to uh you, you know show that off and they're just being get fed the wrong messaging i mean that's the thing it's like people you know this idea that everybody's like a unique individual agent like when you see trends that's not something that you can you can respond to with individuality this is another problem with conservatism you cannot respond to trends with individuality you have to respond with policies right because obviously policies are creating the trends. Like this this idea of aspirational white women all, all by themselves all the time, which is leading to people being fucking miserable, it, it can be changed. You could show women different kinds of things that they want to achieve for status. Right? You could give them thing, different, more healthy things to be aspirational towards. And they would just accept that they would just take they just follow that they'd be okay that's what i should do like giving them a medal for having kids like what they did in nazi germany it's really funny because it's like you would think like what's so what's so wrong about that like what's so wrong about a, a woman who has four children getting like a state medal that sounds like something uh israelis would look fondly upon if they were if they were doing it for i the bet you they do purpose it of outbreeding palestinians yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, the idea that that's like horror. I mean, that is like w- women in America by Jews have been taught through media and the educational institutions which they now dominate to think that that's like horrific. Well, they also talk about how hard it is to be a mother. So, wouldn't you want a medal? Right. It's like the state is literally recognizing. Because they, they talk about, like, mother... It's funny, because they talk about, like, motherhood is labor and stuff. It's like, well, here, the state's giving you a reward. Yeah. Here's your medal. For, oh, that's terrible! Because, <laughs> dude, they, they have... To, the tightrope I see them walk on this issue is so fucking funny. They also have to walk the tightrope of, like, you know, it's celebrating domestic life and motherhood for, like, non-whites and then making it seem like it's icky and evil and white men that want... White women for children only want children as prizes, and it's very toxic. Men only want one thing, and it's disgusting. Yeah, no, it's like it's it's literally like we we have to discourage men from looking at like having a child as like a prize or something. It's like, what, dude, what are you fucking talking about? Like, why can't like why do you make everything so weird and abnormal, fucked up? 
You know, I just I don't see this government getting these these problems like Instagram and these social media companies. I don't see them ever getting that under control. I think unless you have like a some sort of political well, transformation, they're just going to essentially be the the new elite class that runs everything. Yeah, well, it's are, not are, even are, considered are, something that they would ever even. This is think under of con- getting It's under control. Like they're they're working towards. Oh, the, this, this stuff total, is working exactly how it's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, they're working towards total dehumanization and just moral just destruction. Yeah, the government's completely. I mean, everybody, everybody. I mean, yeah, everybody knows that like having a a, ch- a a children version of Instagram is going to lead to like institutions. Dude, the, the level like, of like everyone knows that. Like, it's like such common sense. Destroyed the level of tears and like destroyed personalities. That's going to lead to. I can't even imagine. Like, don't let your kids have. I mean, you know, fucking... there's there's nobody at the wheel, and this is just. Uh... There is no wheel. Why? Why would there be a wheel? <laughs> what is this? Africa. I guess it's I mean, <laughs> Why would we like this idea? Like, we don't steer the ship of state; it just kind of coasts along. These like, crazy, we're just, we're just doing the These crazy things happen. With I don't anybody, see that. Anybody, no, I don't with, see that person. anybody with half a brain can see the problems the, here, the, but we're just not talking that, about that it. person steering. That doesn't exist. Like you're crazy. If, That's if cringe. If no one's talking about the guy steering the ship, it's very cringe. Someone's you're getting trouble. You get arrested. Grab it. They're grab that wheel. Instead of the instead of the rubbing hands, it's the steering wheel. That'd yeah. be a good little drawing. Somebody do that. He's like pulling the levers of power. <laughs> oh god, these levers—they're very heavy. No, that's the imaginary like Groiper politician that's touching the levers of power. No, he's like he's like he's like not he's like barely touching. He's not pulling. He's just like reaching. Well, not, no, he doesn't like even exist. Touching. No one's ever made the drawing, and no one ever. That will. guy is based, and he's not blackpilled. Well, I'm I, I'm totally in agreement with what that guy said about being blackpilled. I completely agree with that. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I, we yeah, might we might never, just disagree on what that constitutes because never want to hear the word black pill ever again. Just use Being, your, use your I words. Am not, I am not black pill. <laughs> use I am not, your words. <laughs> use your words. Not that one. <laughs> I think he means demoralized. I am not demoralized. I am demoralized. You know, demoralized. You see, see how easy that is. Now you're talking like a normal human being. What demoralizes me is when I see people like trying to rehash things that we should be we should have moved past. And the guy even says he understands people being frustrated with dead ends. And I'm like, yes, yes. And and I'm sorry, the GOP is a dead end. And it's it is a long road to tow and it is not going to be easy. It's going to take a long time. But like it's a long road to tow. Yep. Yeah, shut up. I, I call it that. That's a good it's one. It's a long hoe to row. It's whatever. It's a long road to travel. It's a, it's a long-term project. It's a big hoe to carry around. It's a long-term project. And the ultimate thing is, one thing we can count on is that we know, here's the thing, we know what this state and this system is going to do because we know who runs it and we know what their incentives and their goals are. So we can accurately predict what's going to happen. Like, as soon as I saw, like, this is just very, very trivial. And and everybody that listens to us had the same reaction. You saw the, like, Dems cut Israel fund. You know that's bullshit. Like, you know, you're like, okay, let me read until I find out where the fine print. It tells me how this is actually just bullshit. In fact, Dems oh my speed God. along Israel funding, right? That's what really happened. Fuck. The, the the headline is Dems block Israel funding and the reality is Dems in De, Dems like the uh, is, Dems, Dems create tailwind for Israel funding. Yeah, <laughs> they literally 
<laughs> yeah. Well, Alex, you had right. you had so, an article somewhere of some Jew kvetching about. Yeah, was, that's what I was looking. It was to look like for. it was like it was like. Uh, so the Iron Dome funding got passed. The next one might not. It's like the vote was four hundred and twenty to nine. Real fucking nail biter. That was a that was a close one. Well, that not. I mean, think, if you're Jews, think about like that. This is that what, nine. That nine vote. It's like nine. So they put. So they did the Iron Dome special bill, right? The the immediate it, one, and it yeah. was four hundred and twenty to nine. To nine. Yes, that was the vote. That was the vote tally. And they're fucking concerned. <laughs> they're acting like it was like it was like one vote away from like not getting there. Which is which is why they which is why they have everything because that's how they act. they never stop. Well, they, they consider the, like not having a clean sweep to be a loss, right? Or and as or long as they look at it that way, they'll always win, right? Because I guess and, and that's also I guess why, you, like, I guess you lose your grip on power a little bit at first and then all at once. Maybe that's how they're looking at it because that's yeah, how it's so got to be. Better I better believe that's how they're looking at it because what they're thinking right now is I can't believe. Like the fact that there is enough so popular pressure against Israel that nine Congress people had the balls to vote against this is bad. There you go. You got it there. Because oh, it's not like for Israel to remove the golden handcuffs. The goal. Oh, that's right. Yes, the main thrust of this article <laughs> was that if the U.S. stops funding them, that means that the U- Israel will be able to do whatever it wants without us holding them back. The United States. That's bullshit. <laughs> Oh my God! This I've is seen this quote before. This is by Samuel. Oh, like, let's read it. You know what this let's is. Read you know what this is. You know what this it's is. Samuel Goldman. This is not real. No, <laughs> this is fake. But here's why they say this, and I've seen this argument before. I've been seeing this argument for twenty fucking years. That when you complain about United States funding to Israel, there's a certain type of Jew that responds to that by saying, "I wish you would stop funding us too." Because the United States funding for Israel, they say the United States funding for Israel hamstrings us because we have to obey within certain like types of behavior uh, like to what? placate the United States. Like what? Well, I know. Like I mean, what? that's obviously the next question, but that maybe maybe it's true. It's probably the United States is like, look, can you just chill a little bit? <laughs> so okay, just literally, really, don't go too far. But the thing is, that narrative is. They put that up there when um, when they get this kind of resistance because they feel like what it does is it makes you be like, oh, okay, well, Jews don't want this anyway, and so then you do something else. Uh, so let's look, let's look at some copes in here. Uh, moreover, the aid isn't really aid because almost all of it is reserve purchases from U.S. suppliers. It's effectively a subsidy to the American arms industry, but that still means you're getting free shit. Yeah, free yeah but, but I don't, I don't want to give you – like I don't – Here's the thing. I don't want you to have weapons, Israel. Also, wait, like, I literally <laughs> want you to stay disarmed. Okay, so I don't care that like that like it's basically some circle jerk of money where uh, like some well, company it's... in America gets money, probably run by a Jew, and then like well, uh, your country gets weapons privilege. and we pay for it. I'm not interested. in that. Yeah, it's like as 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 an average person, like what good does it do for me? That money printer went and burr gave you a billion dollars and you spent it with like defense contractors in this country. Like I don't work for them. I got nothing out of that. Basically, I just got like my the average citizen gets nothing out of that. And, and on it, top of that, like I just want you to be disarmed. Right. I, I don't want. But just to even, but just weapons. even before like, that, I want you to be. Har- I want you to be harmless. Just before that, but just before that edge position though is like the reality. of What I just said is like we're we're subsidizing yeah. your defense. I don't want to. I don't want. Yeah, to. I just don't want to do it. Even even do it. even without JQ stuff, it's like a pretty obvious thing. Yeah. This is why we should learn we're, from Israel. 
They're such a great ethno state. So much. Well, what do you? What is there to learn? Like, I mean, take over another country and make it like do like, all the fighting for we you. We are the big resource laden country with the huge amount of natural resources and people who are getting sucked dry for the right. for the benefit of a small parasitical group like we can't turn into that small parasitical group and like this. take so, ourselves over or is that what you're, what are you saying like so i don't he, understand so he tells the story okay. so he tells the story of the vote being delayed by democrats and a, a, a disturbing shift in blah, blah 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 and he goes israel shouldn't wait for the balance to shift further if military aid is to be a football and partisan squabbles the jewish state can refuse to play this time israeli officials were quick to paper over any conflict is uh, israeli foreign minister yep you know Lapid blamed the uh Previous government, which cultivated close ties to the Republican Party, and in his phrase, abandoned Congress and the Democratic Party, and caused significant damage to the U.S.-Israel relations. Lapid uh, expressed confidence that the bilateral relationship would improve moving forward. Yeah, I wonder if, like, or else, right? But it's just like, that confident, like, he's really talking about, like, this 420 to 9 vote is, like, in jeopardy the next time. Well, I think that there there is some something there now. The the idea of like cutting, let's like just cut ourselves. That, that's not going to happen. Okay, that is there to like distract people and make just like confuse people, right? That is literally this is just there. Well, to confuse John, John like, it's says, uh, well, did you read? Hold on. Play. Did you did you read the paragraph after the one? The more you you read more over aid isn't really aid. Did you read the next paragraph yet? Read the next paragraph, please. Beyond the money. Uh, beyond the money, however, the main reason to reconsider American aid is that it implies the U.S. possesses a special authority over Israel. The value of strategic yeah. independence is an estimate. <laughs> yeah. Military aid is a symbol of American largesse that comes with an expectation of Israeli de- de- deference. Yeah, that's how that works. Woo. Yeah, that's that's not true. That's definitely um, how that works. It's not only that, like literally. Um, but but here's the thing. Like remember, <laughs> when Jews say these things, we laugh. But it doesn't mean that there's not some anxiety on their part about it. Because this is another thing I've heard from from being interested in in anti-Zionism and doing it for a very long time as a libertarian and as a leftist and 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 whatever. Like it's been a fairly constant position I've had. Um, they are. Uh, like they are worried about that kind of stuff. Like they 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 do worry because they they basically if their their whole thing is like we can never be dependent on any one thing, and so they don't they're not gonna like Israel take they, they certainly not, are not going to remove themselves just, from America. Just listen to this: Israel should not need Washington's permission to act in its own interest. It doesn't, but they when say this, this ever again been and again. The case? Well, God, you remember though? Like, is he upset that the that the yay vote made up Uncle A's birthday? There have been times. Or there have been times when America has put certain pressure on Israel to do certain things, and they treat it like it's a fucking affront. They treat it like it's a fucking affront, and and they say like the one thing I always hear, used to hear them say, and you'd hear people calling to like Michael Savage saying this shit, particularly when the Democrats would do this they because they, they started doing it in recent years like talking about israel's human rights record they still would give the funding but then they they bitch about the human rights record or something and you'd get these these crazy hysterical jews calling it like michael savage but there should be a litmus test on israel oh they're trying to impose a litmus test for funding it's it, that's just it's it's unconscionable they would never do this to anybody else they're, they're imposing a litmus test it's like no like usually that's actually what happens is a country that's supplying you with, with uh, weapons will put re- uh, restrictions on how you can do that. No, you can't you can use these just genocide your neighbors outright. You need to well, because it. basically, another thing they're probably reacting to is that opinion poll 
remember we went over some of the, the things on it, uh, which they, again, whenever there are polls like that, they don't, huh. they might release them internally to themselves or whatever, and you can find them. They generally don't make a big media to do about it because one of the things that is said is that like more overwhelmingly Americans support the idea of 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 telling Israel if we're going to give you weapons you can only use them for certain things like that's a popular thing with Americans okay with the actual people of this country so that makes them nervous and when they have nine Congress people that vote against the funding but like this and and again remember it's not just like routine it's like emergency funding because the jewish state was in danger because they needed their iron dome back right uh so for them they're like literally nine of these goyim had the temerity to do this how many will it be next time because i think i would probably agree with the idea it doesn't go like you get nine then 11 then 15 no you get nine then 200 you know what i mean that's what they're worried about like you lose would it be nice. a little bit at a time and all at once, right? Or something like that. So, because the sentiment's there among the people. That's the thing. Like, the sentiment to just, like, you... It's not a thing that costs you an election because you lose popular support. It costs you an election because you lose all Jewish money. And this is also another thing. This is why Brett Stevens is like Richie Torres is the model for the progressive. That, <laughs> that is. That's what they want. They don't want... Anymore, they they're like the Rashida Tlaib thing. We got too caught up in anti-whiteness and we didn't we overlooked this one problem with her. And same with Alan Omar. And they're like, okay, well the answer to that the answer to Rashida Tlaib is like Richie Torres, and that's what Jews want now for Democrats. They want Richie Torres is like the gay pro-Zionist Latino. Like that's their that's the new template. That's what the average American will look like in 2015. It's beautiful. Yeah, they're gonna be a gay Zionist Latino. I, I like how he he does mention this. How the uh, although squeeze play, hey, squeeze play would like would be likely to fail. It'd be an embarrassment for Israel. Future Congress president tried to condition aid on policy concessions. It's like they might try to do a squeeze play, but we control everything, so it won't work. Wait, repeat that again. What do you say about squeeze play? Although a squeeze play would likely would be likely to fail, it would be an embarrassment for Israel. A future Congress president tried to condition aid on policy concessions. So in other okay. words, that's what he's calling that a squeeze play. Yeah. So he basically he's saying we control America. He's telling you we control America. He is. He's saying we. He's saying there is no American politician that can exert America's will over Israel. When when America's giving us stuff, like when yes. America it, gives it, us it basically, stuff, they, not, not only not can they exert their will, they can't even make a military aid conditional on certain factors. Of how they're how we're going to use it. They can't even make their gift conditional. Yeah, they are giving us stuff, and they can't even tell us. And it's not even just like a gift; it's like more, it's a little more serious. Now we're talking about like big missiles and weapons and stuff. And typically, when you sell, it's it's like typical in international arms sales that certain restrictions are placed on how these things can be used. Um, and uh, you know, the United States does that. Now, whether I mean, or not it would it's be a little irresponsible to, for us but, to give like Rwandans AR-15s and machetes with no conditions, no strings attached. Like, here you go, have fun, boys. I mean, I'd rather give it to them than Israel. <laughs> would, they, would their defense <laughs> missile system be the Iron Bulb? <laughs> Name of the show: Iron Bulb. No, I would, I would, I would, because the Rwandans probably just wouldn't be able to do anything with it. They'd be like, "What is this?" 
<laughs> like, here, just dump a bunch of gear. Be like, here you go. Then the Jews would just go steal it from them. Though. We That'd just gave them a bunch of tires and like matches. We just make the Jews take a trip to Rwanda to get it for. Yes. Yeah, oh oh my God! I was reading. Just reminded me of probably the best Norm Macdonald joke I've ever heard. Okay. Hey, yeah, yeah, hotel Rwanda. You know, it's got really, got really great. Uh, fuck, what's the name of that stupid website? It's got really great Rotten Tomatoes okay. score, but. It's, his Yelp score is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking dying. <laughs> that is good. Uh, oh my god, he was such a man. You believe it? You believe this Yelp score? Is bodies in the hallway? What kind of hotel is this? Oh, the Rotten Tomatoes score was really high, but the Yelp score was really in the toilet. Oh my god, that guy was something else. That's, yeah, dude, it's. Has it's anyone fucking... in the history of this planet ever taken a vacation in Rwanda? <laughs> well, apparently. Well, it's uh, the country right next to Rwanda. Uh, You're right. Uh, <laughs> the other Rwanda. Oh, dude, so I was reading this book. Um, again, it's a historical fiction book about the slave trade. And it's yes, it's the same guy. It's the same guy that was in Afghanistan. There's a series of books about this guy, and they're they're all these books are fucking hilarious. You've got to read them. The okay. stuff. He, so in 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 another, one book, he gets Shanghaied onto a slave ship, and he's he's not a slave. He's doing slaving. He's like slave driving and stuff. And he's going. They're going to Africa to kidnap slaves and shit. And he says at first he gets on the boat and he's looking around, and he goes in the car. They're like, go inventory the cargo, and he's like, all right. So he's like, what? Yo, this is all junk. He's looking, he's like, this is literally crap. Like, what is all this shit? And they're like, yeah, but the niggers love this stuff. And so they, they basically take, like, junk throwaway crap from Europe. Oh, my God. And they would give it to these nigger kings along the coast of Africa. And they just give them slaves. And actually, there's a great quotation from this book where he says, I don't have, it's in my bedroom. I would love to go read it, but I'll paraphrase. He says, um... You know, I've always hated the pious nigger lovers back home and in America that pretended that the white men just came here and raped the continent. He's like, we couldn't have taken a single slave out of Africa without the connivance of nigger kings. And he's like, and the same holier than that. And then he says, like, the same holy rollers. He's like, our blessed Sir William Wilberforce, who was like the British aristocrat that pushed for ending slavery in Britain making it illegal. He's like, our own Sir William Wilberforce will cry endless tears for niggers he's never seen, but will, like, m- open his mouth in shock if you should suggest that maybe it's a bit hard to have white children driving a coal sledge for 12 hours a day. <laughs> and he's like, and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. I was like, tre- I had some trepidation about reading it because I really liked the first two books in the series. I got to book three, and I'm like, oh, this is about slavery. Is there going to be some kind of cucky liberalism? And I got to that page where the narrator is saying that internally to himself i was like this is this is exactly Beast. literally this is like I, this is me i see myself here because he's first of all he's saying uh, like no nah, these niggers so much these alike. are just as corrupt as, as any white man in fact worse he's talking about sitting at the table eating with this and this black king remember all the other characters in these books are are historically are historical people like these are people that are documented to have existed and he's saying like he's sitting at the table eating in this village with this king who's going to give him a bunch of slaves. And he's like, he's drinking out of this absurd, like, 
cup with something like stupid saying printed because even back then they did that. I guess they had like knickknacks, like some dumb the world saying. Is yours. <laughs> <laughs> and he thinks it's like the best thing in the world. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, it's really funny. I recommend, I highly recommend checking out the, if you want to read historical fiction, which is fun, I would check out The Flashman. Flashman. Those, that is shit is fucking that fun. sounds good. I was planning my, my Rwandan vacation. I, I found a place we should all go visit. It's called Kigali, and we can go to the Kigali Genocide Memorial and Local Crafts. You get local crafts and genocide. Well, what are the local crafts? Like human skulls? <laughs> <laughs> like, like bones? I mean, that's like the local crafts. It is almost Halloween. Yeah, I do little, get some skulls. You got with little ribcage style phones. <laughs> Play on. All right, that's it. The show's over. Yeah. The Iron Bulb. Yeah. I'm going with the Iron Bulb. I like when the show title's not all, all the way at the end, so they gotta wait like three hours to get the context. Yeah, good. So uh, we'll be back on uh, Wednesday. Everybody have fun. Thank you. Thank you. Always give your best. Never get discouraged. Never be petty. Always remember. Others may hate Those who hate you don't win. Unless you hate them. Then you destroy yourself.